You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Today being, ooh, awkward hand touch there with my co-host Edward Simpson. Today is the 25th of October, 2021, in the year of our Lord St. Peter Volandis. Hope you're well, brah. Miss you, brah. How are you, Ed? Good, mate. Also you're, missing St. Peter. I'm missing him. Yeah, you that's know? accurate, mate. I actually wasn't thinking that I was missing him until you put it in my head, and I'm like, fuck, I miss him. I miss him. I am not even joking, and I swear on my life, this is only just as I'm saying it. He was in a recent dream of mine, and I don't know why, but I'm seeing the interaction I was having with him. I'm like John Edwards, where it's like, you know, you're like crossing over and I'm speaking to dead people. What it's was like, the interaction? I can't remember. It was good, though. Like, it was friendly. Like, it was like he was happy to see me. <laughs> sure. But I don't remember what it was. Do anyway. you think he came to you? In a dream? Yeah. And was like, send me an email. Ask me for tickets to the races. I'll give them to you. Maybe. <laughs> Listen, PVL. Is that like, that's not unrealistic. If you're listening, which I know you are, would love to get back in the president's suite or whatever it is. Director's box. Director's, Director's lounge. Box. Yeah. Well, I think the time's right. I think the, the White time House. Is nigh. Yeah, the time is nigh to get back into the, like, the White House of ponies. Mm. I think we sit down, we break bread. Yeah. You obviously, you know, rip into a couple of oysters. We watch on, you know. We watch on lovingly as you drink Pepsi Maxes and eat oysters. <laughs> Have us in. Yeah. Pound away at lobster and and prawns and, you know. What not? You know, et al, et al, et al. al. I might pinch a little bit of lobby off the plate. Well, you know what? If I was going to go back, if we were to be invited back, I wouldn't have any problems with maybe just going, Peter, do you want to fucking... Can I pinch some of your lobby? Can can you slide down some some of that lobby? (laughs) We're at the point, I I think think we're at that point now where he'll look at me and go, of course, mate. Of course you can pinch some lobby. Or we just go before we get there and go, we want... We want what you had. We want the same meals as you. I probably won't need as much. I'd like. I could probably comfortably halve that and be full for a week. But I would comfortably take that much lobby, dude. Are you kidding me, Eddie? When you his plate was. Yeah, but when you it get... It wasn't just the lobby. No. There was all the prawns. Yeah, the was like a, 500 it was a meal fit for a king. When you are in that position, if you're in a position to get fucking free lobby, you don't go, oh, under underdo me here. I'd prefer to walk out of there with some left on the plate because I couldn't handle that much lobby. And crabs and fucking, you know. That's as well. That's what he had crabs as well. He had it all. He had it all, yeah. But if I it, would if ask. It, if, it was, if it's come from the water, it was on the plate. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If it lives in the ocean, except for, except for like a except dolphin for and whale. Yeah, he didn't yeah. do mammals. No um, sharks either. No you sharks get, either. You get the point. You get the point. Yeah, yeah. But I would say if we go back, I want what he's having. I don't want to have to pinch lobby. I want it to be like the three of us next to each other. That would be... Fucking hilarious <laughs> if we went back there and Demanded we, got, we got the St. Peter treatment <laughs> and everyone would be like, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> the St. Peter meal. We'll get the St. Peter meal, thanks, yeah, mate. thank you. We'll call ahead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just some dietary requirements. Yeah, I have to eat what PVL's having. Um, have to. It's essential. Anyway, did this is just completely, there was no intention to start on the St. PVL train, but... But you dreamt it. Dreamt it. Miss you, bra. Hope you're well, bra. Please reach out, bra. I don't know if we said it on the potty, but his, out, his baggy green is hanging in his office. And when he was on the Today Show, it was visible in the background. So that's cool as well. It's got pride and place. Pride of place. 
Uh, how are you, Edward? Did you have a nice weekend, mate? Great weekend. Yep. Great weekend. Went up to Jonah's for my sister's birthday. Oh, is that why we saw you in the limousine on the she weekend? She organised a limo, which was fucking hilarious. It looked like a great day. limo. Hadn't you? No. Perfect timing to align with your big fucking uh, pony win. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. They, like, you know, it's, it's comfortable. Yeah. Tacky as fuck. That's, that's what you the want. Point. That's the point. Like neons and shit in there. Yeah. Hilarious. Like bottles of champagne, you're driving up there. How's it fucking try this on for size? When we hopped into the limo, guess what's in there? What? Three bottles of champagne and a bottle of sun kissed. <laughs> <laughs> the sun kissed. Wow. I'm like, that is such a nice touch. That is a nice touch. If I hop into a limo and there isn't a bottle of sun kissed in there, I'm fucking I'm furious. <laughs> sun kissed is almost the like the stretch hummer of the soft drink world. Yeah, it is. And that's and that's why it was in there. <laughs> Because it's like, I'm a limo guy. Yeah. You know what That's I mean? Oh, you, so don't, oh, you don't drink alcohol? Have a, have have a, a nice sun glass kiss. of sun kissed. <laughs> have a tall glass of sun kissed <laughs> to help get you in the mood. That's fucking fantastic. Yeah, dude. Love so that. that. was that was good fun. How old was she turning? She's 25. Wow. Prime yeah. of a life stuff. Prime of a life. Happy birthday, Amelia. Happy birthday. So that was good. That was a fucking good time. Yeah, that looked like a fun time. How did um, you go, buddy? I, well, what happens? It's like having two kids and shit. Dude, just having two kids, you know? There's not much that you can really do. I think, I'm just trying to think back to my Saturday. Did I do anything? You kind of have to find things to like pass the time. That's sort of what it is. I'm like a professional time killer, you know? You, you have to pass time now. Well, like, you know, you're sort of, you're passing time in a nice way. It's not like you're not enjoying it, but it's like you've got to take them to the park or fucking, you know, get them to the... the well, it's tomorrow with Evie because newborn Zoe sleeps basically all day and just guzzles booby milk like it's going out of fashion. Like it's sun-kissed in the back of a limo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Evie's like fucking, yo, I need to be entertained. So, you know, it's just about doing that. We did, I did find, and I don't want to uncover it because then every young family and their child will do it. And it's like, it's, it's obviously known because there were people there, but I feel like it's not that well known. And I've basically found like an oasis for fucking parents with kids and it's in Centennial Park and that's probably going to give it away already. But you go there. <laughs> I've been in Centennial Park for years, running around there, you know, pounding pavement, fucking playing cricket, whatever. Didn't know this fucking place existed. And it's like in the middle of it, it's got like a fucking mini water park. It's got a bamboo forest with a huge fucking slide in it that, like, I could go down, which I did, and, and embarrass myself. Well, Evie was on my lap. It was big. It's a big fucking slide, like an internal one. And then all the parents wait at the bottom if they aren't man enough to go up and go down with their kids. I am obviously man enough. But, like, you got to climb up this fucking weavy bamboo, like, thingo. And then I get down to the bottom and my shorts have ridden so far up my asshole and all my, my nuts are almost ripping off that I had to, like, woo us up with maybe like three metres to go so that I could like shuffle down and get my nuts out of my butthole. Um, That's not the point though. This oasis in there, it's got bathrooms. I know that seems like it's not that cool, but if you're like got kids, you need to be able to shit and wee. Yeah, but you know. There's There's a cafe in there. There's nothing cool about having to hold onto a fucking piss. No, exactly. Or Or being caught pissing in like a kid's oasis. You know what I mean? If you're going to go behind a tree. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> Quick way to get a fucking rest. Yeah, mate. exactly. Uh, and then also like a barista in there if you need a coffee. Oh, okay. it's It's good shit, dude. It's really good shit. And I was like, wow. So we're worlds apart now, you and I. I don't know you anymore, dude. I'm in a limo. You're in like this kid oasis. I'm in a kid oasis going, wow. Fucking pulling your nuts out of your asshole. Out of my asshole. You know what I mean? So we are worlds apart. Um, but my weekend sort of finished off. I had a couple of things. Again, it was all very homey shit, right? Firstly, I embarrassed myself in, from a handyman perspective in front of my mother-in-law again. Which, again? Yeah, What's dude. going on? It's third time. Third I, I'm time. aware. I'm counting. So we had to put some locks on the windows. For those keen real estate minds out there, you'll know that if you're in a building that's under strata, then they are obliged to put child safety window locks in for you. If you aren't in a building with strata and you have a stingy fucking landlord, then they're just going to go, hey, fuck you, do it yourself. I'm not in strata. So I had to go get these locks to put on all of our windows. So like the window only opens a certain yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of them. Okay, cool. As I'm applying them, the first one, Steph's sort of like watching me do it. And the mother-in-law's just sitting in the living room. And then the second one, I'm like, I've got it. Relax. It's all good. And the second one, I put it too low. So now the window doesn't close. <laughs> and she's just laughing at me going like, you're a fucking, you're a different breed. She was like, she was like, lucky I didn't know this about you until after you basically married my daughter and had our grandchildren. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have fucking, I don't think you would have been as, uh encouraging of the uh, the union had you known how much of a beater i am did she put her hand up to be like i'll do the locks no she told steph to do it and i was like nah it's look listen she told steph to do it she goes you should just fucking do it or she or she was like stop talking to him while he tries to do this stuff he can't do two things at once (laughs) (laughs) which is not wrong no she's fucking 100 percent right men can't multitask no i can't no 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 it's it's one of great life's great mysteries that women can I cannot do two things at once. I can't do it, dude. I can't do it. Um, and then the weekend really finished off. Well, it was it was accentuated last night when. So I put Evie to bed. That's my like. Well, it's it just depends. She just needs someone to lay with her for a little bit at night time. Just like lay you lay on the floor and then she'll get settled. Anyway, I fell asleep. Daddy's back drinking again. I've had three and a half drinks since Thursday, and I had a little whiskey with dinner. And because I'm a I'm no longer piss fit. It put me on my ass. And Did I, it really? I just like you get a bit, ooh. Welcome back. Yeah. So I fell asleep on the floor of Evie's room, woke up like maybe an hour later, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? It's like maybe 9 o'clock. I walk out of her room into the kitchen, and there is a fresh tin of cookies on the bench. And I'm like, holy shit, Steph's gotten to some bacon while I was asleep. This is phenomenal. I get in there, and I'm, I'm pounding them. And they're big motherfuckers, like big fucking chalk chip bastards. And I can hear in the living room on the f- what I thought was on the phone or like I didn't know if someone was in there with her, but I was just like, I'm just going to eat some cookies and I'm going to go and fucking chill in the bedroom because I don't feel like talking to anyone. I just feel like fucking smashing cookies. So I had three of these huge fucking cookies in 10 minutes. 10? Honestly, it was 10 minutes. And then Steph comes out of the kitchen with someone else. And I'm like, oh, fuck. So uh, Sorry, comes out of the living room with someone else. And I'm like, oh, so someone is here. I better pop my head out and just say g'day. It's like, oh, so I'm not being rude. It was one of her friends, Emily, who's also just had her second child. She'd just come over to say g'day. And I didn't know this, but Emily had brought over a box. Oh, Emily had just baked Steph some... Um, <laughs> what are Cookies. they? Well, yeah, there's a name for them that I've got to basically remember here because... 
fertility cookies <laughs> to uh, aid with milk production and help breastfeeding. <laughs> and I've just... She, so this chick's just coming and she's like, they, they meet me in the hallway and they're like, oh, em, Emily just brought over all these cookies for fucking to help with my breastfeeding. I'm like, ah, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, they've got some like stuff in them to help like the milk come in. And, like, and I'm like, right. Oh, I, I just had one. Like, what? I'm like, well, I had, I had a couple. Like, how many did you have? I was like, three. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Fertility cookies. You haven't started lactating. Yet. Well, not yet, dude. But I'm on high alert. If you see him, if you see him start to come through my shirt while we're doing the fucking podcast, you'll know why. It's not blood punters and dribblers. I'm uh, the milk's arrived. <laughs> the milk's arrived. <laughs> but you'll be so, mate. It would be some, yeah. The I look subbed in as a wet nurse at home. <laughs> the look on Steph's face of embarrassment. As well as the look on Emily's face of like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, what's he doing here? I'm just fucking like, I haven't even been here. Hey, you're asleep on the floor in the bedroom. <laughs> Who's woken up, pumped fucking half the cookies in there, gone and sat on the bed. And then we come out and you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe you, dude. I was like, I am fucking embarrassed. Oh, that's so funny, dude. Yeah. That's <laughs> All right. Well, we're on high alert, punters and dribblers. Yeah. If the milk arrives, if and the so milk good, arrives, it, it arrives. We'll bottle it. We'll bottle it. I'll give it back to you. I mean, it shouldn't. I shouldn't be the only one to get benefit from these fertility cookies. No, no, no. They were good though. Shout out to Emily and her fertility cookies. They were fucking delicious. I won't eat any more though. I've now. There's one way to get me to stop eating cookies is to tell me that they're going to make me breastfeed. <laughs> Produce milk. Oh God. Yeah. Worlds apart. <laughs> <laughs> like this couch This couch is a metaphor For where we're at currently Worlds apart <laughs> Worlds apart We are coming back together This weekend Punters and dribblers It's a reunion of sorts Yes We will be doing A live stream Of Derby Day There will be ponies running And we'll be punting on them Yes Myself Michael Seb Tom We'll be ripping and tearing Join in I think we're going to get started Around 3 o'clock That will be confirmed But we want to watch We basically want to get in Before the quaddy. Yes. And we'll whip home the quaddy together. We'll whip home the quaddy together. Family. Yeah, as a family. Exactly. And about even family. A um, couple of things before we get into the sport, Eddie. I thought that it was firstly important to thank everyone for the shirtless fitness memes. Yep. I think that's fair. Fucking funny. What do you know, expect? I don't know why it didn't cross my mind. No, come as in. soon as I saw it popping up, I go, ah, of course, uh, that, of yeah. course. Yeah, makes, yeah, makes a lot makes of sense. sense. Yeah. The, the punters and dribblers page has been producing some good shit. Really last high couple quality of memes lately. Yeah, really high quality stuff. I think sometimes with the punters and dribblers page, they can lose its identity. You forget what it's about, and it's just like sometimes it turns into like some dribblers being assholes or burner accounts popping up from losers. Um, but then we get back to punting and dribbling. And it's just about talking shit, memes. And this week, well, first it started off the, the renaissance of Kempi. Two weeks. The Kempi memes. One of my favourites, I think, that they did with me was uh, one was when I was on the cross. Yes. As Jesus Christ. 
And then also Marilyn Monroe when the dress is blown. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. That was that was really nice. There were plenty of good ones. They were just two that I remember sending to my family. The going, Marilyn Monroe one was so fucking random. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Or and also Neil So's biggest loser, but it was biggest dribbler. <laughs> Said I'd lost like three hundred kilos. Um, they used to use some lose some weight on that show, bro. Serious. They weight. used to come in. Fucking mad. I saw something recently that they were like, people are coming out now and saying how like fucking horrible that show was. Like, I think it was people, contestants, some of them going like, yeah, like it was, it, the, that show was really like fat shaming and horrible. And it's like, really? bro, you were, you were like 400 kilos and you now have lost 200 kilos. Sorry, they fucking used to like. And I don't think, yeah, but I don't think they were ever being like, oh, you fucking fat loser. Mm. They were just saying... No, but like they'd, I think they'd like fucking, it'd be like, they'd lift like a lid and they'd be like Mars bars and cakes yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah, it'd be yeah, like, yeah. ooh, how are you yeah, going to go well, on this was, one, fatty? Yeah, they, had, <laughs> they did do that. Yeah. It was like a temptation yeah, thing yeah, or yeah. something. It was like... You could have the Mars bar and... And like fucking... Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. But like, it's just... It's just so, it's like this loop. That is pretty funny. Yeah, it is. It's funny, but like there's this loop that like it goes around and goes, oh, you've gotten so fat that literally doctors are like predicting the time that you're going to die. So there's a show that's helping you lose weight. Yeah, maybe it's a little bit fucking, but like you're losing shitloads of weight. You're healthier. You're healthier. healthier. Yeah, way healthier. Sorry they fucking had to, sorry that you've got to such a point that, you know, lifting a lid of uh, Mars bars and cakes makes you fucking go weak Weak at at the the knees. knees. (laughs) (laughs) That's your fault, dude. Yeah. Anyway. Well, sugar's fault, really. Sugar's fault. That's true. Big sugar. Well, apparently, like, the big controversy in that and stuff is that they would lose all this weight, but it's, like, the least sustainable thing for any of their lifestyles. And then they just go back the next day, they're back home amongst all the old habits and like how do i actually keep this up and apparently i'm just reading probably the same article you saw but said they've been given drugs like adderall and suppressants to enhance fat burning and stuff oh so they saw results on the show well that makes sense Yeah. yeah i mean sure it's not exactly perfect or sustainable in the best way but it's like you chose to go on there and you know how much responsibility does that fucking show have to you jiggles once you go back into the real world to like okay you've lost 200 kilos now we do have to leave it up to you yeah we can't hold your hand we can't fucking hold your hand and get you bloody on the battle ropes for the next 10 years like sort it out you've lost yeah you've lost 200 kilos right like you're still 200 kilos so you got a few more to (laughs) to lose but like (laughs) i think the point is like these shows aren't meant to model how you're gonna diet and live your life they're like entertainment shows. They're like, how much weight can we get these people to lose in yeah. three weeks? Yeah, exactly. And like, like, they're not teaching you how to live your life after the show. Maybe they could do more to do that, right? Maybe they could go, okay, show's but over. Do, but they do do the hard yakka. Yeah. Which is actually the losing. Exactly. Surely that's the hardest part. Yeah. Well, the hardest part, I think, would be going back into your real life, right? I do think that that would be real because you go back in there and it's like, yeah, that's you've right. forgotten how to, sh- you know, you just, you just, when you go to the shops, it's like, oh, yeah. It's funny how you can trick yourself to thinking anything's healthy if you really want to. Like, not anything, but, you know, like, 
Well, like when you're having Maccas, you're not thinking that. But sometimes when you're having a fucking spag bowl, you might be like, <laughs> "This is this has got some good. fucking carrot in it." You're yeah, but like, also at Maccas, sometimes you're like, "Oh, I'm not going to get the big Mac. I'll just get something to be." You can trick yourself at Maccas. You can trick yourself at Maccas. Do I really need a quarter pounder? Oh, I just get the, I just get a large. What if I get like a nuggets? Yeah, yeah. What if I get just like a beef burger? You know what I mean? It's got some lettuce and tomato on there and shit. Well, it's like when you when you when you're really feeling lean, you might get the chicken. Yeah, well, that's it, right? You get a lean chick grilled chicken burger. Grilled chicken? Okay. Come on. Thanks for coming. Thank buddy. you. Um, How do we get here? Don't we know. got here through fat people memes, punters and dribblers. I wanted to give an update on the burner account situation. It's gone. Well, to say that we were on the right track with who we think it was would be an understatement because the account that we spoke about has completely disappeared from the punters and dribblers page. I think we can say the name now, Sam Davis 4562, because that's obviously not a person. Uh, the podcast that we suspected of being involved in it had tried to send us like a fucking DM over the weekend and we just responded, burner. They now no longer follow us. They've <laughs> snuck out the back door. <laughs> And then, I don't know if we said this on Thursday, but like some burner account started talking shit on the About Even Instagram. We then go looking at the accounts we suspected. Someone else. So do you remember the one uh, on the About Even Instagram uh, started like a couple of comments sort of talking shit about the same, the same rhetoric about yeah, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was basically, I believe the people we assumed have the burner account or the person. I think it's one of the people on this podcast as opposed to two of them was again from our Dioring. But I don't think they'd heard that we were onto them yet. So they were talking more shit on the Instagram. They then heard that we were onto them, stopped talking. But we went and sussed out. We went and looked at the suspect and he follows this other burner account that has been talking shit. It was like to, to the have sus, burn the sus. If you're gonna have a burner account, don't follow your real account with don't, the burner account. How many how many fucking rep, like pointless followers do you need? We also assume that they bought us some random followers on about even, which <laughs> we also we, assume we don't know they how just to interpret it. Is it a gift? Is it a gift? Is it a breaking of bread? Because like for some reason we just got two thousand bots followers. Yeah, we, we, yeah. Around this, the next day after we talked about. Uh, the burner account last Thursday. So on Friday, was it? Mm, I think or it was Thursday Friday. night even. Yeah. We received 2,000 bot followers. Why? Don't know. Now, we also did some more during, and it looks like maybe they just tacked those onto the bill that they already pay for their own followers. Because <laughs> a little research into that would suggest well, that think, yeah, there's think, a lot of bots on that account. I think they put our 2,000 on their tab. Yes. Maybe, I mean, they fucked up before. Maybe they accidentally bought us those and they were meant to buy them for their for own. Themselves. Possibly. Just judging on the followers of the show. So that's where we're at, punters and dribblers. Basically, the Dorito Dust crew of worst trolls ever fame. Um, I mean, look, we know who the guy is. We know who the guy is. The burner account, we're not going to out him because it's too fucking embarrassing and he obviously already knows and he's probably very embarrassed as well. So we'll allow it to go as long as it just chills out. If he keeps going with anything, then obviously we'll just fucking out Well, him. then we'll have to be, we'll be forced to retaliate. Yeah, we'll be assholes. Um, but all's well that ends well. 
All's well that ends well. If what? you get a burner, you fucking better keep your shit tight because otherwise you get found out. There's no way, you know? You got to keep your powder dry if you've got a burner account. Bruh, you got to be buttoned up. You got to be buttoned all the way. You can't have a button undone if you're running burners, dude. Multiple burners. <laughs> multiple burners across multiple platforms. And then, and then, presumably, and then presumably having fucking too many whiskeys and sharing it to a page that it should have been yeah. shared to. And then you look like, ooh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Anyway, oh, that's that's cute. Tampa Bay. Tam- these NFL celebrations are absurd. I'll say this about NFL. Sorry, just about to American explain sport. it. They just got in a huge team-length canoe and paddled after a touchdown. No one is more over the top than, than a Yank. No, hang on. It wasn't even after a touchdown. It was a defensive turnover. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was just a sack oh, and so it was a, it was a turnover. Fumble, fumble and a turnover. And <laughs> that is it. So the whole defense just rode a metaphorical boat. I feel like this has been a new thing in the last like two, three years maybe where the defense will celebrate all together running down the other end of the field from a play. I don't know how far they make it here, but like- It's fucking, it's, I thought that they Mate, used to get penalized for that players. shit. Yeah, look, there they go. They just bolted. You know, you know what the equivalent would be to like in the NFL, if a defensive player makes a tackle, he'll get up and start fucking stomping around. And shit. Imagine if NRL players, every time they made a tackle, got up and go, fuck Dude, the only time NRL players will celebrate and they won't ever celebrate like that, but as if like they put on a fucking huge hit and then they just get up and stand over and everyone backslides. Like if you sack the quarterback, yeah, okay, you can celebrate. But if you're just making like a rudimentary tackle, don't get up and start fucking pumping yourself up because that's mortifying. Yeah. Because you're playing football. Like that's, isn't that the fucking game? (laughs) You're doing your job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, mate, you what celebrate you? after every email you, you send at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Fuck you yeah, after the potty. Fuck you. Yeah, after the potty's done. <laughs> Start stomping around. Shout out to Yanks for being Yanks. super over the top. Shout out to burner accounts. Shout out to burner accounts. I loved it. It was a great fucking yarn. It was a great week. Great week for content. Mm. Tom, shall we... Talk some sport. Yeah. Do you want to? Was there anything else? No. Don't think so. What I will say is this. We are now, what, 20 minutes into the podcast, you reckon? How far in do you reckon we are? I reckon we're 25. 25 in, and you haven't once asked me about my haircut, which to me... I kept going to. To me, seems like the most disrespectful thing in the world. Here I am, I go and I cut my hair very short for attention and I get none of it. <laughs> I don't even get a mention. I'm not wearing the hat. It's sitting next to me. You I'm took like, the hat off, didn't you? Short hair you over took here. The hat off, didn't you? Short hair over here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Tell us about the hair. No, there's not much to it. It's all right. No, don't worry about it. It's fine. I just cut it off. Number four. Yep. All over. Nailed it. The guy was like, Are you I sure? would have liked to see you go too. Nah, I was going to do a two on the side, so I still had a bit of a mullet vibe. And then I went, you know what, dude? Just relax. You're 32. You're a father of two. Actually, number two would have made sense. Um, would have made sense. But the guy, I went in to get it. I think you look good, mate. Yeah, thank you. I don't know if that's true or you're just saying that because I've basically forced you to acknowledge that my hair is short. Again, I'm not happy about it. But I was concerned. When I went in there to get it, the guy just kept going, are you sure? And I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you talking? Like, because don't- he saw the luscious locks, bro. I know, but it was like, it was already not an unnerving, but you're like, all right, I'm going from like, you know, 
the longest, most luxurious hair in the biz to just getting rid of all. And he like asked me five times, like, you sure you want a four? And I'm like, Hey dude, just fucking shave it off. <laughs> just shave the fucker off. Did and you let's always back it out? No, I didn't. Once I was in there, I was like, fuck it, let's do it. But I tell you what, I cut my own hair. You actually, it's harder to shave your head, I reckon, than it is to- Did you try? No. I was like, fuck this. I just want to get someone to do it. Why do you say it's harder if someone else did it? I've tried before. Right. But it's like the, the, the clippers at a barber are just something else, something to behold. Well, they're barber quality. Yeah, they they're are. They're up to barber standard. But they're like, they're cool. They're like fucking flash clippers. Whereas at home, you're just trying to use pube trimmers. Or Manscaped. Promo code dribblers. But, you know, like... I'm with you. Anyway. That looks good, mate. Yeah, thanks. Well thanks. done. Right, look, we don't need to talk about it. That's proud cool. of you, bro. No, no, we don't need to talk proud about of you. it. proud of you. No, this is cool, man. Do you know what Evie said? The first thing, Evie, when I get home, take my hat off and she goes, oh, no, what you do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, what you oh, do. Oh, no, what you do. And I was like, what the fuck, Evie? Steph likes it at least, but Evie was not too pleased. Oh no, what you do? <laughs> anyway. Good lord. Let's talk some sport. Eddie, uh, some news came across our desk late last night, which I was very interested to hear more about. I saw the photo, a photo on the King, that is King Curios's Instagram, of him basically sitting parked out in his fucking lime green Mustang, I think it is. Do your own research. Out the front of a big classy. tree. Very classy, elegant, understated. Out the front of a tree, and there was like a fire engine and shit trying to get up the tree. And I was thinking, wow, this is the classic cat got up the tree situation. I thought nothing else of it. In the 21st, uh, you know, 2021 sort of see a headline, fuck off, or see something, don't do any more research into it, sort of a mindset. Assumed it was a cat. As it's turned out, the king has a pet macaw. Mm -hmm. Is it, Dave? Yep, it's a macaw. And the bird was stuck up a tree. Dave, can, is there any more to this story? Uh, so uh, it says here, use. so fire and rescue uh, crews were called to the scene. It says after escaping from its cage, the macaw buddy became stuck in a tree which was approximately 10 meters high and was being attacked by a flock of wild birds. Couple of things, straight off the bat. Mm -hmm. What is a macaw? Great question. I'll, I'll get a photo up. I, I have no idea like a, what a macaw I, is. I think it's a parrot type thing. Let's start with what a macaw is. Yeah. I need to run an eye over this. Thing. Uh, yeah, true. And like you know, the level of uh, you know Martin Kennedy of this bird. Like, is this an exotic bird? Okay. Oh, it's a fucking. Macaws are sick, mate. It's a parrot's parrot. Yeah, that's that's look like the Godfather of parrots. Yeah. They're second, fucking beautiful. They are. Second thing is, has the macaw, uh, how's it got out of its cage? Has it escaped? Well, yeah, it looks like it's escaped. So this is like an escape routine going wrong. Well, it's either a macaw trying to get out of Curios's mansion or it's like, you know, you take, you let the macaw out of the cage to sort of fuck around the house and then... Oh, it flies around the house. Someone's left a window open and... Buddy, the macaw is fu he's you know, fucked off. He's mm. fucked off. Well, stuck on a tree. I, from what I can piece together from this article, Kyrgios has just moved back into his family home uh, during like the most recent lockdown or something. So this bird may just be kind of like wigging out about its new surroundings and being like, what's doing? There's a tree out there. Let me get into that tree. Is there any more? Where are macaws from? Great question. 
Is there any more of a curious pet, pet than a bird? A macaw specifically? What? Macaws are a group of New World parrots that are long-tailed and often coloured, popular in aviculture as a companion, although these are, there are conservation concerns about several species in the wild. Where are they native to? I, th- I feel like there's a lot, because I feel like we get them here or we get them like in South 19 America. species of macaws. Well. Okay. Yeah. A lot of macaws. Doesn't say where they're from. Which is annoying. Oh, Give me what? that early on in the piece, please. How do you feel about... The owning of birds? Yes. I don't love it because, like, I mean, maybe the quality of life to a degree is going to be better in that you'll live longer, but, like, a bird's meant to be a bird. Is that bird, does it want to fly? Does it want to get out there and fucking flap its wings and well, get up there onto the breeze and enjoy itself? How's a bird get stuck in a tree when they can fly? <laughs> It didn't get stuck in a tree, it got pinned down. How about the fucking, it's out of the house for like five minutes and there's already a flock of gulls after it. Well, it's like, what are you, bro? You're out of fucking place here. Oi, who are you? Come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at you peacocking around here with your fucking bright colours. Yeah, yeah. He looks like he's in an Ed Hardy, you know. Take the Ed Hardy off, mate. Yeah, yeah. What's with the Ed Hardy get up? It's like, bruh, it's not Ed Hardy. I'm just a macaw. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm not just an Ed Hardy. I know it looks like I'm just an Ed Hardy, but I'm not an Ed Hardy. I was born this way. I am a fucking macaw. Trust me, I'm as upset about what Ed Hardy's done to this colour scheme as you are. But, like, I was the original. Ed Hardy's butchered it. Ed Hardy's fucked me here because I was just a macaw being a macaw, and now I look like a fucking flashy asshole. Just trying to get away from Kyrgios. And now you got me pinned down in a tree out the front of my house after I look to escape. I would say this. It doesn't surprise me that the macaws tried to escape since Kyrgios has moved home, presumably with his brother, Christos. Because I'd be trying to bail as well. Obviously, life with the king would be good. That's the good life, right? Big cage, fucking, you know, lap of luxury. Good seed. Good seed. You get the best seed. But then as soon as Christos is back in the picture, you're going, ooh, this guy, this guy's full of like self-help advice. Yeah, he's trying to help me. He's trying to help me. It's like, bro, like I just don't know that your advice to me, a bird, is going to be... It's not translating. It's not translating because I'm a bird. And I I think Christos... Look, and Christos... Whether or not he's aware that the macaw is indeed a macaw, I don't know. I and can't not, speak for Christos. And not a human. Can't speak for Christos. No. But Christos has given his best stuff to him. Yes. Maybe he's just using it to sell like... Positivity in the morning, you know, yeah. deep breaths, Get fucking up, grateful. Own the day. Get up and own the day. Mindfulness. Journal. Are you journaling? He's like, I'm a fucking bird, Christos. I don't have thumbs. I can't hold a pen. Deep breaths, macaw. Deep breaths. Listen. Again. I'm a bird. I'm a bird. I don't have the lung capacity for deep yoga breaths. I just so breathe. I don't I don't wake up needing to win the day. No. My day is exactly the same. Every, every day. day. It I'm, does not change. I'm in a cage. Look around, bro. Yeah. I get fed at the same time. I drink a little water. I stare at people. I flap. I mimic them. I flap a little bit, but I don't flap too much because I've got no one to flap to. No, I don't. My wings have been clipped, so I can't even really get into my work, even if I do want to. I tell you, the only thing that's changed recently, Kyrgios, or Christos, is that I'm now in the same house as you. That's all that's changed. And now I'm getting fucking basically getting read a self-help book every single goddamn day from like David Goggins... Uh, from Wish, and I'm not enjoying it. 
David Goggins. I'd say this though. Now that we all know, punters and jewelers, that Nick Kyrgios owns a McCall, mm. would he have any other pet? Uh, no. It, oh, okay. I'll let you guys take your guess. But it, well, does, it does mention in the article something of that nature. That he has, I reckon it'd be a snake. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he had some sort of reptile. Or a turtle. Ooh, yeah, yeah, no, actually, I might have misread it. So it says in this article, the family's other pets. So Makes sense, though. They're the from family. an exotic Martin Kennedy family. Yeah, well, they got dogs, King and Quincy. Oh, Dave, yeah. that is so oh, much. Dave. 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 What? How is the, you how, were like, let us guess. Pets. I'm like, well, you, you alluded you to it being exotic. <laughs> if, if, you, if you were, if there was an, a market for the type of pets that any family on the planet has at any one point, dogs would be the shortest price. Well, then you should have guessed it. Well, <laughs> you, but you made it sound like it was fucking... Yeah, you made it sound exotic. We were talking exotics and you were like, oh, well, uh, yeah, sort of. You're, it's... Well, I just jumped because I remember it said something in the article about other pets. I don't dogs. Remember, yeah. Dogs. Wow, Dave. Yeah. Boring. Boo. <laughs> Next you're going to tell me they live in a house. Um, I liked it in the NFL they give the balls away. Mm. Like if you catch the ball in the crowd, you're allowed it. You don't have to give it back. No. Well, at least it doesn't look like it. No, it doesn't look like it. But I wonder if once the camera pans, they throw it back in. Nah. No, you see, like, people after they score touchdowns give it to someone. Give it to someone, to yeah. It. Like, Cam Newton always used to. And in baseball, if you catch it, you get to take the ball home. Yeah. That's sick. Buccaneers beating the fuck out of the Bears wouldn't right now. Wouldn't do that in the NRL. No, they Cost wouldn't. cutting. Need that Steeden back. Yeah, they need that Steeden. I need that Steeden back. Shout out, Hello Sport, very own Steeden. Sorry. Got our own Steeden. Do you reckon... Uh, so, Nick, let's say he's going down to Melbourne. Strain opens on. Does he take the McCall with him? Or does he... Does maybe he the, travel with the McCaw? Maybe the McCaw can fly. Does he let the thing fly down? Just goes, look, here's the address. I'll see you there. Maybe. How smart are McCaws? Sneak us in, some, fly some shit across the border for us, would you, brah? Maybe that's why he's got him. Maybe that's why it is. A carrier pigeon of sorts, but it's a McCaw. So maybe that bird's a little bit more fucking... Maybe that bird's been up to something. You know, maybe that bird's actually a little bit more... Uh, maybe the McCaw was bringing a drop back. The Galahs... Didn't want to fucking... Uh, like, not in our neighbourhood. Yeah, not in our neighbourhood. No, nah, this is a nice family neighbourhood. Yeah. You don't bring that shit in here. We got kids around here. We got little birds around They're here. They're protecting the neighbourhood. Yeah. Would it surprise anyone if, if Nick Kyrgios owns a bad boy bird? A bird is up to no good. Yeah, exactly. A bird is, you know... Scallywag. He's a scallywag. He's a fucking nefarious operator. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's plugged into the underworld? Mm. It says the intelligence level of some macaws has been compared to that of a human toddler. They can problem solve, use tools, have high levels of communication with other birds, utilizing sounds and even physical changes such as face blushing. They can live from 50 to 75 years. Holy shit, dude. And, have, and can have vocabularies of like several words. See, this, this bird's up to saying. Yeah, this bird's definitely... This is one of those things oh, where it's like... Oh, caught in a tree? Oh, after did you? Fucking after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart as a toddler or a couple of fucking dirty old galahs pinned him down? No. And you're like one of, the great, you're one of the great birds. One of the great birds all time. And you can't outwit a and fucking it's galah? Fucking huge. Yeah. I'm sorry. You can fucking take down a galah. There's something going on here. You know when you hear a story and you go, Oh, I'm going to use uh, the, the McGill kidnapped example where everyone thinks there's maybe more to it yes now maybe there wasn't maybe that was just as it was maybe this because dumb as shit and maybe a couple of galahs rattled him yeah maybe maybe 
Maybe. Or the McCaw owned by Nick Kyrgios is a fucking bit of a dodgy operator. Yeah. Who's up to no good. Yeah. Or up to something. <laughs> Whether it's no good or not, we don't know. But up to something. And he's now, you know, trying to use this like the cover of the, the, the cloak of fucking, oh, I'm caught in a tree. I'm just a dumb bird. <laughs> don't look under my wings. <laughs> it yeah, I'm flying it. anywhere. <laughs> it says here on, you know, some fun facts about macaws. Uh, they need constant mental stimulation. Bored macaws can get up to mischief, uh, as was discovered by a family that came home to couches and toys being pulled apart. Bruh, are you telling me you're not going to be bored shitless with Christos Curios giving you self-help? You're up to no good. That bird is up to no good. Dig deeper, punters and dribblers. Dig deeper. Something's going on here. Something's amiss. Yeah, something's amiss. But I think that's that's probably as much as we can illuminate on the situation, Eddie. Would you well, say? Well, knowing absolutely nothing except for what I was told 20 minutes ago. <laughs> except um, for the title of the article. Except for the title of the article. And that they own dogs. Surprise, surprise. Oh, no. Shock horror. That's probably the most shocking. That's the most shocking bit of the story. They own dogs. Um, <laughs> let's move on. Rugby league, Edward. Never far from your and my hearts and minds, nor the punter and the dribbler. You know, doing its best to, to sort of keep in the in the headlines. Buzz Rothfield, I think, released his top 50 fucking NRL players today. Which, cool. Cool, Buzz. I haven't been able to see because it's paywalled, but from what people are saying, he's put Luke Keery in, like, number 20. Uh, it's on Kempi's Instagram. He's at least got the top 10 in there. But uh, Cleary, number one. Turbo, number two. Okay, makes sense. Uh, then I think Tedesco, three. Cam Murray, four. Someone else, five. He didn't have Justin Ollum in there. Yeah, and then like Trell, five, I think. Cody Walker not in the top five. I don't know, like, fuck, whatever. I mean, it's turbo number one, obviously. Cleary, though, did get the Clive. Did win the comp. In the granny. Sure. Should I say this? And I know I did just call it the granny. That's what Melbourne people call the AFL grand final. It's not what rugby league people call the rugby league grand final. I've never called it the granny. No, but some people are trying to get the granny to become a thing. It's kind of why I said it then, because it's been part of my in amusings of it being annoying. It's not called the granny. That's obviously an AFL thing, and that's cool. You guys can have the granny. It's called the grand final. Or the GF. Mm. I don't mind the GF. Yeah. I like the GF. Same amount of syllables, anyway. Granny. Would you call it the Jeff? The Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... I don't want to take away from Lyon's famous Jeff ball. Which he doesn't use often. Doesn't use it often. But it's a hell of a ball. The Jeff ball, if you don't know, I know we're talking rugby league, but if you want to, you know, everyone talks about Warney's mystery ball, which obviously stands on its own. But same with the Dozra from Morley. But the Jeff. The Jeff, unique to Nathan. It's Nathan's Dozra. Yes. I think. It's just crazy because like Nathan, such a, and this is no knock on Nathan's, but just a straight up and down. No frills, meat and potatoes name. His nickname of Gary, straight up and down, no nonsense, meat and potatoes name. And then the name of his ball, the Jeff, straight up and down, meat and potatoes, no nonsense. That is Nathan Lyon. That's why he sings the song. Yeah. That's why he's in charge of the... under the Southern Cross, Cross I stand, stand, sprig of wattle in my hand, a native of my native land. Australia, you beauty. fucking beauty. Rugby league. 
I read during the week on Fox Sports News, obviously not necessarily always guaranteed to be 100% spot on, but it was a rumour mill article that Luke Brooks linked to the Newcastle Knights. I sent that story with glee to one Michael Pride of Rain Man fame, a huge Newcastle Knights fan. He wasn't as pleased with that potential outcome as I thought he may have been. Well, obviously, if Mitch Pearce is going to go to Catalans. enjoy that Euro crump at Catalans, they're talking, was it big money? To go to Catalans? Yeah. I would say so. That's south of France. It's mil- It's in the it's millions. As if you wouldn't go. $1.8 million dollar deal, apparently. For how many years? Two? Um, doesn't say. And is that Aussie dollar or is that Euro? Look, Dior will find out. F- but yeah. imagine you're, a, you're Mitch Pierce, who has won a comp, has had indifferent form at Newcastle, solid enough. Won an origin, got the thing Won an him. origin, got the monkey off the back, has, has had some good years in Newcastle, not great, has got paid fucking handsomely. Now, as you're approaching, what, your 33rd birth, you'd be like, something like that, something yeah. like that, you get an opportunity to go over to south of France to play for Catalan's Dragons, to get paid shitloads of money. Out of the spotlight. Out of the spotlight, out of mind, and go and enjoy all the offerings Bruh. that that part of the world can offer a young man who's got shitloads of coins still in the prime of his life, sexually speaking. <laughs> <laughs> three years, and I think it's in Aussie dollars. He, so three years, 1.8 maths, Eddie. 600. 600. Love that. I can't, like, life's too short for Mitch, sexual prime of his life, to not go. You've, yeah. done, you've done everything you can do here. You've done... Newcastle you've done, ain't winning a comp. No, 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 no. Let's be honest. Let's, let's all be honest. You've done as much as you can do. You've now, you squeezed every last drop out of it. Catalans need to replace one James Maloney who's retired. Maybe next year. Like, if you, if you pass up the opportunity to go now, pending release, obviously, and you stay another year at... You're at Newcastle, you might be forced to the fucking north of England somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Where there's not as much crumpet running around. There ain't crumpet. There ain't it's, crumpet. It's fucking crumpet wasteland. Yeah, dude. It's there. frozen waffles. It's a fucking tundra. Yeah, it's a shithole. Devoid of crumpet. Now This is a this is this a This is a once in a lifetime opportunity yeah. to get the good stuff. To get paid handsomely to get it. I haven't heard of one person, and I believe we were even having this conversation with friend of the show, manly legend, Justin Horrow, the scope. I haven't heard of one player talking about not fucking frothing Catalans. You definitely hear players going, oh yeah, I went to fucking wherever in the north of England and it sucked ass. Mate, players that go there to play for the weekend, that's like the highlight of their year. Yeah. They line up weekends and shit around. Yes, exactly. It's like, oh yeah, look, I know we're meant to be like combatants this weekend because we're coming to play you, but we come from one of the great shitholes all time in the north of England. Just let's line up a session afterwards. Let's be mates. Let's be mates. Let's we be mates. mates. Let's be, so we can just go out and session with the Catalans boys. Yes. Show us a good time. Yeah. Please. You don't know when you're going to get, if ever, an offer from Catalans. I think every player in the competition probably wants to go to Catalans. You're also going into a good team. They just, they just lost the grand final. So they're not a shit side either. Not that it matters. You're in the south of France. Who gives a fuck? You're getting paid good money. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Imagine that. Mitch goes over there, wins a man of steel, maybe wins a comp. 
gets the best at, you know, that Tier one crumpet. He gets tier one crumpet. He's showered in it and yeah. he gets paid well. I think that's a fucking no-brainer. Now, it all becomes down to this. Will Newcastle let him go? Newcastle don't have a seven at this point. That's why they're obviously out there talking to see who they can get. If they sub out Mitch for Luke, for Brooks, Luke Brooks... I think that's a good deal for Newcastle. You know what? It shores up their future. <laughs> their future's rosy yeah. with Luke at the helm. Yeah. Can they win a comp? <laughs> I mean, that's not the point, Eddie. Do you dare to dream? Well, I think you have to dream because that's probably the only way you're going to... That's what I'm saying. Lay down, have a nap, dream of winning the comp. See, like, how long can you sleep for, Dave, without dying? Because if you're a Knights fan and say you can sleep for five, six years... Wake me up when September comes. (laughs) September ends. Ends. (laughs) So if you do get Luke Brooks, say, on a five-year, million-dollar-a-season contract... See if you can be put into a medically induced coma for five years and still be sweet. Five years comes, you're back into it. An extended nap. Not a care in the world. During that time, you can dream of glory. Bit of a Matrix thing. You know when in the Matrix when it's like you're basically just putting him in, the guy's like saying he's going to have the juiciest steak of all time and he's like, if I can just think of this fucking thing, like if this is my life... Just put me into a dream where the Knights win every year if they sign Luke Brooks. Mm. And then that can be your reality. That can be your reality. You win in the comp with Luke Brooks. Or is that like Vanilla Sky as well? Except that goes wrong. The only problem there is if you have a Vanilla Sky moment, if you haven't seen it, Tom Cruise, Cameron Diaz. Haven't seen it. Penelope Cruz. Fucking mind melter of a film. But if you do, it's where you get put into a dream basically. So like Tom Cruise is in a horrific car accident. He's like a handsome guy horrific car accident and rather than continue his life as this like fucking really like he's got a lot of issues he gets put into this company that do dreams they put you to sleep and you basically your life's fucking amazing but they fuck his up and his dreams his life becomes a nightmare so i'm saying if you were to get knocked out for five years wake me up when the knights don't have luke brooks anymore but unfortunately they program it wrong and you actually have that whole scenario playing out in your dreams as well. You could have a vanilla sky moment, which would be a problem. But more troubling than that, Tom, if I can walk this a little further. Mm. It needs the to be The Knights with the Brooks will have a vanilla sky moment. That will be their reality. Well, yeah, it'll be a waking one. Yeah, that's the problem for them. <laughs> that, 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 that's going to be the reality, is that life will get tough on, in the Hunter. And we don't want that for the Knights. No. And I look, love the Knights. Well, I don't love them, but I don't mind them. I don't mind them. And, I, I mean, it's obviously harsh on Luke Brooks, but, like, we're just talking about, like, No, I'm just calling it how I see it. I'm just calling it how I see it. Yeah. I don't think you've got the cattle for Luke Brooks to go Luke up there Brooks and... For Luke Brooks to go in and rip and tear. Maybe behind a great pack and with a fucking couple of beasts around him. Sure. But Maybe, but, look, you haven't seen enough from Luke to think that that's the case. No disrespect to Luke. It's just the way that we see it as professional uninformed dead shits from where i'm sitting as a dribbler running my eye over his form for the tigers hasn't been great well he's never played a finals game put it that way which is where you want to be if you were going to put it that way that's how you'd put it that's how you'd have to put it if you're going to put it anyway you'd have to put it that way you'd have to put it into that context to put it any other way would be doing a disservice to you it'd be uh yeah it'd be neglectful it'd be neglect 
You'd be charged for that. Mm. You should be, be arrested. Should be charged. You should be arrested for neglect. Yeah. Negligence. <laughs> criminal negligence. Criminal, <laughs> criminal negligence. That's right. Now, is that going to happen? You know what? Part of me thinks it will. <laughs> Why? I think Mitch goes to Crumpet Town. I think, I think, A, Mitch goes to Crumpet Land because it's almost the promised land for Mitch in some ways. Yes. He's going to the promised land. Yes. I've gone through all this shit, highs and lows, but... I get a swan song in Crumpet Land. I get swans on here. Like, it's almost, you know, the yin and the yang. I got fucking ridiculed for, you know, a harmless humping of a dog, mm. but... In the fullness of time, I will be showered with Euro Crumpet. Yes. It's like... Do you know uh, what I mean? Well, it's kind of almost like a Christian redemptive sort of a reading on this thing where it's like, you know, um, he, I took the fall for the sins of the masses, which was... We all hump dogs. We all hump dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Funny jokes. And once, you know, I died for your sins, I am now raised up in heaven. Yes. Crumpet land. <laughs> yeah for all of you yeah so i you take your pick yeah it's a buffer yeah yeah it's well it's a land of crumpets yep and they all they serve is crumpet yeah that's it so and mitch as we know clinically addicted to crumpet <laughs> he's been diagnosed he's been such. diagnosed with a clinical he's addiction. hidden behind us yeah yes yeah. so congratulations to the knights if that's the way that you do intend to go, I think it's I think it's bold. I think it's beautiful. I think it's calculated. I think yep. it makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. A lot of synergy between Luke and the club. Yep. I believe Wes on the flip side to that have been signing. You've got Hastings coming. Yep. As Dave informed me off air. Also Tyrone Peachy, have they signed? Yep. Signed Tyrone. <coughs> that's a good so, signing. They're not bad signings. They aren't bad signings. I don't know who else they may have. I don't know if there's anyone else of note. But I think that if you get Tyrone Peachy and Jackson Hastings and lose Luke Brooks, the Tigers are in a better position from that happening. Just on the face of it. Could be wrong. Just on the face of it. Just on the face. Just on the face of it. Don't get pissed off. Hey. Cool later. Face. Just on the face of it. Um, is there anything else in rugby league? There's still some more chat around the Dolphins' name. Fuck that. Um, Luke Thompson doesn't want to get vaccinated. Um, well, the NRL is saying they aren't going to enforce that, which I not. actually – I like that because obviously – but it's also smart. It's like it's not going to be our fucking problem. Like, but I think some clubs are choosing to enforce it. That's what I mean. The NRL can just go, we aren't going to enforce it, but any like state-based fucking laws are going to enforce it. There's going to be like – you know. Oh, I mean? so yeah. the clubs – so some clubs are – Interesting. Well, ultimately, you're going to have to because you won't be allowed into Victoria if you're not vaccinated, for example. So it's like, yeah, sure, you're not going to fucking play then. And when but the start, NRL are going, we don't have to do this. And we don't have to take the fall here. Like with New Zealand as well. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to take the fall because you're going to get forced to do it one way or another. Why the fuck would we do it? Like, it's, why good, it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's good call. It's PVL. PVL, smart man. Good PR. Hey, bro. Not our issue. Hey, not our problem. Not our problem. Do bro. what you want. But you're probably not going to be allowed to play. They're basically saying, do what you want to do at Perisher Blue. Which, 
also potentially a very good regional jingle. Except I think it might have been a bit more national because Perisher could have attracted people. Do what you want to do at Perisher Blue. It's genius stuff. It is good. I say it all the time. I would wonder, I mean, obviously you can do what you want to do at Perisher Blue. I'd assume it's largely skiing and snowboarding. You would think. But I think they're giving you the freedom. To do what you want to do. To do what you want to do. At Perisher Blue. Perisher close to Threadbow? Right next door, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think that's true. I think it's, isn't it over the mountain? It might be. They're all in that part of the world. The snowy mountain's not humongous. Bro, we should go to the snow next year if we're not somewhere else. Or at least at some stage, for whatever reason, let's just justify doing a show from the snow. Remember the footy show used to do it? Well, you would just go down there <laughs> with our equipment yeah. and just stay for a week. Yeah. <laughs> And we might film one or two things. One or two shows. But, you know, like the footy show every year, it's like, oh, it's snowing. We better go do a show from the snow. Like, that's just how we would sell it. Well, that's we need to get course. a Perisher sponsorship. Well, we, we need a Perisher sponsorship. We also Parisha. need... We we'll uh, probably go to Threadboat. Yeah, we go to Threadboat. Uh, <laughs> and we need Big Ute on board to get us down there. Yeah, Some well, tracks on the look, wheels. Look, we, I can't see a world in which we would be able to get down there without Big Ute. On without board. Big Ute. Reach out Big Ute. Big Ute's still waiting for you to reach out. Still waiting for you to reach out, which is shocking. But we've got time. We I'm do patient. Time. Yep. Oh, we're, we're, we're patient. Don't you worry about that. The ox is slow, but the earth is patient. The what? Is that the same? What is it? What? The, the ox is slow, but the earth is patient. Never heard that saying in my life. No, ever, that's, ever. that's true. The and, ox. And, and also, actually, that also being the title of the book by David Butifant, someone, and Mick Malthouse of Collingwood fame. That's what his book sure, was called. Sure. Well, the ox is slow and the earth is patient. So reach out big ute off the back of that <laughs> if that didn't get you going. Um, all right, sweet. So we're just about to watch a video here before we get into the dribbles of Danny Rick, Danny Ricardo. Reach out, Ricky. Um, he was dressed as a cowboy on the week, Eddie, ahead of the Texas Grand Prix, was it? The US Grand Prix. I don't know. If In we, Texas. Yeah. Let, we'll explain the get up. Yeah. Uh, but apparently did a full interview, Dave was telling us, with a Texas accent. I didn't hear this, did you? No, I didn't. No. I haven't heard this. This is brand new for me. All right, here we go. How are you feeling about this weekend? I know you love America. Do you reckon you guys can be a force around here? One does. Uh, I, I think we can be a hell of a force because, well, 2019, uh, those papaya cars gave me a real headache in the race. Oh uh, I saw both of them in my mirrors for a lot of the time. and. I do believe their car is a step or two steps better than it was 24 months ago. So <laughs> I'm now crossed. in that papaya car, the McLaren as we know it, and uh, I feel joy in my heart to be able to drive it at force around the Coda circuit. I'm intrigued to see if you can keep this up for the whole interview, so let's see how long we can go. Boy, I'm going to give it my best shot. <laughs> but another reason why you're going to be smiling this weekend is you're going to be behind your boyhood dreamhood car, right? That is correct. How excited are you? Well, hell, Boogity, I'm very excited because Earnhardt was an absolute hero of mine uh, to be able to drive the 84 Earnhardt car. I, I believe he won five races in that car. It's special. The livery is amazing. The Wrangler jeans, the blue and yellow, the big three on it. Uh, it's a crazy. So, you know, in this calendar year, I got to drive, you know, a hero in Santa's car in, in Goodwood. And, uh, boy, in a few days' time, I want to drive Earnhardt. So it's a... Uh, it's a it's a real pinch me kind of moment right now. What a year you're having! Like one free victory year. as well. 
that one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't quite nailed the wow in American, <laughs> but I'm getting there. You're getting there. Good work. I'll leave you to it. I can't. We can't top that. It can't get any better. Have a good weekend, mate. Thank y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. He's got plenty of dribbler in him. Bro. He's got plenty of dribbler in him. What's also good, like, if you're fucking the Formula One media, you're like, you love someone like him. Like, there's no one, there's no one like him. There's not many people like him just in general, but just like, he just keeps it fun, light, interesting, a full interview in a fucking Texas accent. He keeps it light and fluffy, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. I haven't seen Drive to Survive, but I've got the impression that he's like a prickly motherfucker. Is that true or is that... Not that I'm aware of. Oh, okay, sweet. Well, then I've just been given a bum steer. I really should watch Drive to Survive. I don't know if I've been recommended I think more. that they... Obviously, in a fucking environment where it's like high pressure and he's not doing so well, maybe you get a bit prickly from time to time. You're not well, gonna, yeah, that makes you're not sense. You're not going to be super relaxed the whole no. time. You're fucking going like shit. You're meant to be winning. And you're meant to be winning on your own shitloads of money. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, cool. Well, that was Danny Rick. Reach out, Ricky. We still want to get you on the pod. Uh, feel free to tag him anytime you see him in any of his photos. Just tag us in there and tell him to get on the podcast. Um, I think, though, time to dribble, Edward. Time to dribble. Let's go. Let's go. Also, I'm just watching a video of Bubba Azam's father breaking down crying after Pakistan beat India. Can you check how long has it been since in Pakistan's beaten India? I think it's been fucking ages. Like, I think this is a historic win almost. It's the, fir it's the first time they've beaten them in a World Cup. Really? Yeah. There you go. Um, and they pumped them. Which makes our fucking nuts to bet on them, Eddie, far more impressive. Oh, yeah. We've got stones, mate. Yeah, we've got stones. That's never been any question. No. Nah. Yeah, last 12 World Cup games. It doesn't say overall. But, yeah, 12 between ODIs and T20s. Hectic. There you go. All right. Beauty. Well, let's get to the dribbles. Let's dribble. Let's dribble. Let's dribble. Yeah. Kohli had never been dismissed by Pakistan before. Wow. wow. But they play tests, don't they? Mm. I mean, they play the occasional. Yeah. I don't understand how that works. I don't know how that works. That's fucking crazy. All right. Let's dribble. Hey boys, Costanza Dribbler here. Uh, summer is approaching, days are getting longer, cricket is on its way, uh, which also means that out of the blue, we're, uh, we're kicking back into out of the blue season, best burger in Sydney. Uh, for those punters and dribblers that are not Sydney ciders, could you uh, illuminate them to the beauty of out of the blue? And I want to know how long does the out-of-the-blue line have to be for you to essentially go, nah, brah, and give it a miss? Because I must say I have waited up to, I want to say, 20 metres or so, and uh, unless you've had it, you probably won't understand. Uh, beer soon, boys. Cheers for all your work. Never had it. You've never had it? No. Oh, dude. Never had it. Never had well, we've got, to make, we've got to make that a fucking thing to do. Nah, bruh, it's... it's Phenomenal out of the blue burger. It's in Clavelli, or at least it's just up from Clavelli. Uh, and I'm pretty sure, like, they're cooking on, like, they've been open for a long time. And it's like, you know, when you go, like, 
oh, this pizza joint's been using the same oven for fucking 100 years and it's like got the flavour baked into the fucking walls. Like, that's what it's like in there as well. Mm. Out of the Blue Burger is so good. I thought after lockdown they still hadn't opened yet. No, they had. They had like a little bench going. You couldn't go inside, but they were going. But to your point there, up until COVID, they only took cash. They were like, we don't care. We're not changing, like gonna have to create a pandemic for us to yeah we need a global pandemic for us not to get cash baby we all know cash is king there's not many of those places if any left no dude it's it is um it would be turning over so much fucking money it's crazy and it's a it's a hole in the wall little burger joint like it's not huge fish and chip joint sorry fish and chip joint yeah yeah but like you know yeah yeah their burgers are Outrageous. Mm. It's fish and chips and burgers, Dave. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, Out of the blue, don't know what street it's on, but if you're in Sydney and in Clavelli, I'd be going there. The line, I'm not a big line guy. We're not line guys. We spoke about this last. David pushing at the front. (laughs) How long would you wait? Uh, I haven't had the burgers, so I can't comment. Man, I'm not prepared to really wait much for anything. It depends on the situation in terms of like, have I got to walk up from the beach to go get the burgers to then go back down to the beach? Or is it like, all right, let's leave the beach, let's go get something to eat and then go home. Like, am I extending my trip by 40 minutes to wait in the line for 20 minutes, then wait for my burger for 20 minutes? Nah. So not long. They're good, but nothing's that good for me to wait 40 minutes. That's the thing about waiting. I, if I order something, then it's up to the gods as to how long it takes for it to be given to me. Yeah. But if I run an eye over a line that I've got to wait in for 20 minutes and then, again, who knows how long the food's Just for the right to order. Just for the right to order. That's the difference. Because then in my head I'm thinking about how many fucking burgers are going to make in front of me. And the time it takes to order is not the time it takes to make the food. So the the time's getting... Longer longer, and longer and longer. longer. Like the universe expanding exponentially. That's right. At a faster and faster rate, Tom. Much like the time it takes to get a burger if you're waiting in a line. That's right. So you got to make smart decisions this summer. That's what I'd say. Yeah, try get in there early or, or late. Late or don't go, don't go get a burger at one o'clock. No, but you send someone up and you go. You know what? You go wait in the line. You let me know. I come up. We switch sides. You go back down to the beach, and then you're splitting your wait time. I'll wait twenty. You wait twenty. You wait in the line. I'll wait for the burgers. See you back at the beach. Smart footy. That's the way you got to play it. But fucking shout out to out in the blue, out of the blue burger. I wonder if they got merch. I wouldn't mind starting to wear merch of like niche food places I like to go to. Chagra Charlie's is one that I could get around. I feel like that's not niche enough though. It's not niche. Well, yeah. it's not niche anymore. It, it was, was niche. Yeah. It, it was, was niche. Yeah. It was niche when for there was a long only time. The Mossman one and Valara. the Valara one. It was super niche. Yeah. Now it's fucking everywhere. Indian Home Diner. Now that's niche. niche. <laughs> I'll get me some Indian Home Diner merch. I've got, a, I've got a Dave's Takeaway Fish and Chip Shop from Port Douglas shirt from there, which says on the back, it's something like, uh, fuck, what is it? Like, what a difference a Dave makes. <laughs> I like that. Uh, just a quick question. Do you still have those uh, Aussie one-day floppies? Got to bring them in. They're out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. I don't stare at them every day before I, when I get dressed. You know? no, I get but now, I'm, now we, we were on Thursday. We'll wear them for about even. Yes, we will. Because we love the country. Yeah. And I might even, I've got a one day shirt. So. The yellow floppies. Were they for. They, were they the T20 World Cup? They are for the T20 World Cup. 
which has now been moved to Abu Dhabi, and then the because it was supposed to be here. Yeah, well, there's one next year here. Yeah, here. So they're actually per- perfect. They're actually T20 World Cup World floppies. Cup floppies. Like they're, they're up to code. Yeah, they are. They're up to code. Fuck, um, we're just ahead of the curve. Yeah, we are. We're smart. We bought them because they were cheap. Yeah, well, they were because they were selling because it was like because they're they were, all they were printed. Yeah. Exactly, they were all like, "Well, fuck, this is the 2020 World Cup, and it's been cancelled." So we were like, "They were going for like five bucks a hat." You don't fucking turn your nose up at that. Not for a yellow floppy. No, one dribble in. Let's move on. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> oh, can't. It's the Melbourne Milk Driller, boys. Uh, I can't believe you can't. I've wobbled the fuck out of you can't. You think I'm fucking Ken from Kingston. I am from fucking Brisbane. I'm calling you off the fucking Telstra hotbox right now. And we're in fucking Fortitude Valley. Alright? I've wobbled the fuck out of you cunts. And I thought no one else could have ever done that. But look. Look who's fucking king. It's me. It's not fucking Sebo. It's not fucking Michael. It's fucking me, cunt. I'm the fucking king. So fuck you, cunts. I've wobbled the fuck out of you. Yeah. Hey boys, it's Ken. Fuck you, guns. So, so he's Ken from Kensington? Boys, I meant to hang that up, but I didn't. So, at the end of the day, fuck you, cunts. Because we said that we thought he was... Because he called up maybe trying to accuse... Is he saying he's Ken from Kensington? No, he's saying that he will pull this and that he's not. I think. I don't understand what he was saying there because... I don't remember ever accusing him of being Ken from Kensington. Yeah, we did. Because he tried to... He tried to say it was like the Gator Bug dribble Oh, right. Okay, cool. Sure. And All right. we were like, maybe it's you, bro. Yeah, well, that's not really a wool pull, but... We just said maybe it's we you. We just said maybe it's you. We're just fucking... We're detectives, dude. You've got to have everyone be an option. Everyone under suspicion. You look at all the clues. Yeah. You've actually wool pulled yourself because you sound like an idiot because <laughs> you didn't wool pull us. That's not a wool pull. No, it's not awful. Good dribble, though. World-class detectives keep all options mm. open. Yeah. Shout out to payphones. Yeah, yeah. World-class dribblers yeah. call on payphones. Yeah. So you are that. Best believe. Seemingly doesn't have a mobile. No. <laughs> Probably ran out of credit. Credit, yeah. Yeah, hey, lads. I was just calling because, um... It's leads into a question, but... It's like... I've been dropped out of uni for, like, a year now, and I've been working full-time as, as an apprentice electrician, but I haven't told my mum. She still thinks I go to uni. So I leave home in the morning and say, I'm going to the gym. I quickly sneak out before she wakes up and fucking suck at hivey hiveys, and I'll get changed and fucking chuck on clothes like you might wear to uni when I come home. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, uni's good, you know, whatever, whatever. So, like, that was leading into this question that, um, what's, like, the biggest lie you've ever told your parents, like, have you ever rolled with it or, like, have you gotten caught? You know what I mean? Because this one's getting fucking tough. Dude. Thanks, lads. Catch you. That's the fuck? fucking crazy. Mate, talk about digging yourself into a fucking, fucking hole. <laughs> a a year. He's got, he's got two options. Either he comes clean and goes, I've been telling this fucking weird lie for a year. And here it is. Or he just goes, I'm dropping out of uni and I'm going to be an electrician. Can and you? Just, and, just, and just pretend he starts... Dave, can you save that dribble and his number? I wouldn't mind like calling him back yeah. at some point and just like asking him some follow-up questions. Like, what are you studying at uni? What does your mum think you're doing? Like, would she be fucking furious? 
You know what I mean? Like, and even if she is furious, I'm guessing what's she like gonna 20, do? 20, yeah, how old are you? <laughs> we might try and call him back on like the Thursday pod or some shit. And it's also not like he's dropped out to just be a fucking dropout. Like he's got a job. Yeah, he's got so to like, be an apprentice. Good, like you know? she, she must be anti Sparky the mum. Again, I don't want to assume anything on Mama because we don't know yet. But it sounds like she's anti Sparky. On the face of it. On the face of it, she's anti Sparky, which isn't that's not great. Maybe he can clear that up if we call him back on a Thursday. But in terms of the biggest lie I've ever told, I don't know. Mate, like how do you fucking follow up that? Yeah, that's a way bigger lie than anything I've ever told. It in the eyes sounds gonna sound stupid. I this isn't a lie. This was like I got caught in a fucking weird web once, relatively recently with a sponsor. And was dealing with them from like two businesses. So like with this one, like across two emails, sorry. So like Hello Sport and um, another one that I have, uh, video production. God, my voice is going. And, <clears throat> but I was talking to them about Hello Sport and I was talking about video production within this one email. So within the email, they didn't realize that I was Tom from Hello Sport. They thought I was like a third party talking about Hello Sport shit. And then they wanted to like catch up to like get together. It was like, oh, it'd be great to meet you and the boys from Hello Sport and fucking thing. And I was like, holy fuck. I've just, cause I just thought, fuck it. Like when the conversation was going that way, I was like, well, look, it's gotten to a point now where they think I'm two different people. Who gives a shit? Just easier just to fucking keep going. They're like, let's catch up. And I'm like, holy fuck. Holy fuck. I now, after a couple of months of communicating, have basically pretended to be a second Tom within this situation. And now they want to catch up and I don't know what the fuck to do about it. It gave me serious anxiety. And then... And what did you do about it? Well, ultimately, I just front-footed it. You fucked up. It was my own fault. Shouldn't have done it. I didn't expect the catch-up. You should always expect the catch-up. We'd like to do another catch-up. We'd love to do another catch-up. Catch-up last And we will. We will do another catch-up for sure. Yeah. But anyway, I then just came clean and went, listen, can't wait for a catch-up. Before we do catch up, think I need to let you know about something. I am Tom from Hello Sport. <laughs> he is me. We are one of the same people. I apologize. It just got out of control and I just thought, fuck it. I didn't think we were going to catch up. Now we are. Best you know. Sincere apologies. And you know what? It's never been spoken about since. I reckon they've even forgotten about it until they hear this. Good stuff, mate. That's a lie of sorts. It's not really a lie. I didn't want to be lying. I got caught in a fucking tough spot. None are coming to mind. No. I've told many lies. I've told lies. Fuck yeah. Can't remember, like... No. I, I'm a fucking... I'm the king of bullshit. That game bullshit. I reckon I'm fucking pretty damn good at that one. I've got tactics of, of how to lie. If we're talking about lying. Do you? Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. Pretty proud of yourself, aren't you? Lie early and lie big. <laughs> So is that the tactic? That's the tactic. Lie early, lie big. Yeah. I get that with bullshit. Because if you play one card and it's like, oh, this is this card that you surprisingly need, that's easy. If you play four, no one's going to pick you up on fucking four. Lie early, lie, lie big. big. I rate that. Hey, Tom, Eddie, Dave, punters, dribblers. It's the uh, clean pipes dribbler here. Um, I just want to talk to you about uh, the other week when you were talking about um, the, the whirlpool of the Brita water filter and also the state of the pipes. Now, I work for a water utility company, I won't mention names, in Queensland, and I can confirm 
the state of the pipes that your water that goes to your taps is absolutely filthy. There is dirt, there is rust, it is really, really heinous to be honest. I mean, I still drink the shit, but uh, I'm not a soft cock. Um, I do think those uh, water filters are a wool pool. However, some of my colleagues, as they know the state of the pipes, they won't even uh, drink the tap water. They get their water tanked in. So I just wanted to confirm that. Uh, And on another note, uh, Tom, congratulations with the weight loss, mate. All seriousness. uh, Thank you so much. Big ups to you, mate. Cheers, boys. Bears soon. Cheers, brah, firstly on the uh, the fat burning, but that's fucking terrifying that people who work for water utilities companies are getting their own water tanked in because they know how fucked the pipes are. In Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not sure. It could be different in New South Wales. Well, it could be. Maybe they're getting it tanked in We could have the best of the here. best here, mate. You never know. You don't know. Don't but turn that's, your nose up at New South Wales pipe, mate. I'm not. I'm saying that's not a good sign. For Queensland. For Queensland. <laughs> um, but no, it's not. So, look, I mean, I, I mean, without sort of tooting my own fucking pee-pee here, but was right about the pipes and I was potentially right about my water filter, Brita water filter being a wool pool. Yep. Well, two from two, mate. I'll give you those. I wish I was, I wish there was money on them. Be a weird bet to take. <laughs> well, I just didn't have many wins on the weekend. Um... <laughs> Interesting. Inter- very. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very, think, uh, you know, think about that, puns and dribblers. It's not, turn the tap on next Yeah, time. but I mean, is anyone surprised that the fucking pipes are rank? Like, what does everyone think? It's like you but got some I, little cleaners going through there. Having said that, having said that, the water that comes out of them, I'm happy with. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, cool. No, so am I. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. never once, if ever, really, am I like, mm, Jesus, this is, this is a bit... It stinks today or it's brown. It's like, do you know what I mean? Well, you never fuck. I hope you're not drinking it if it's brown, Eddie. But or stinks. Fuck, I can't smell. Does water stink? No. No. But okay. It, but it, but it, it could. Well, if you poo in it. Do you know what I'm saying? What if it came out and it stank? You'd be like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, but I wouldn't know. But I'm just saying, does water stink? That's terrifying for me. Interesting. Very interesting. Mm. Anyway, great dribble. Tom, Eddie, Dave, the conscientious objector dribbler. Um, in regards to the what were you scared of as a child chat on the Thursday potty this week? As a small child, I was scared of the ice cream man. Um, my grandmother used to tell me that the ice cream man would come and chop my, my penis off. Why she did that, I don't know. Your penis? But it was at the point where Nan's every time I heard fuck. the bells of the ice cream man, I would scream, run and hide behind curtains. Uh, so, yeah, that traumatised me. Here soon. Ice cream's never. Thank you. You see what he said? Yeah. Nan of sick fuck fame. Jesus Christ, man. Well, bruh, you know what? Like, I'm not surprised you were scared of the ice cream, man. No, that's fine. That's play on. If your Nan's telling you the ice cream man cuts off your penis. Like, if Nan tells you that anyone's cutting off your penis, that's going to mean, that's going to, you know, lead to you being scared of them. You know what I mean? That's yeah, not that, a natural that's fear. Not, that's, that's not on you, bro. You should be scared of your grandma. That's who I'm scared of. Hope she's still with us. If she's not, may she rest in peace. But maybe we should 
<laughs> She's coming back to haunt people with scissors. That's outrageous. That's the most outrageous thing I've ever heard. Yeah, that's outrageous from Nan. <laughs> it's outrageous from Nan. Tell you what, though, I bet she never dropped a cent on ice cream for him. Worked out for her. <sighs> Chestnut checkers from Nan. <laughs> it's pretty bold, though. Well, you could have fucking you could have found a lot easier ways. You said I'm poor. I have no money. Well, yeah, that probably doesn't translate to kids. But like, you know, whenever I want to try and get Evie to stop doing something, like she really wants to take like a fucking teddy into the bath. It's like, you can't wet this fucking thing. I just go, Teddy needs to sleep. Or she wants the the dummy. I'm like, dummy needs to sleep. Everything needs to sleep. She just fucking, okay, fair call. So you got to think about that way. Maybe not like the dummy's going to kill you if you have it. Sure. Eyes up footy. Eyes up footy. Shout out to Nan. Yeah, g'day, Tom, Eddie, Dior, Mills over neighbor, Castrian. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to the pundits and the dribblers. Come on! Um, yeah, just a quick, quick one. <laughs> I've no, oh, I'm a massive fan of you, Tom and Eddie, and Dior. I love you all, but Tom, I just, um, I've just started to realise you. You've got a different laugh. And I've been following you for a couple of years, listening to podcasts for a few years. But sometimes, I don't know if it's a fake laugh, but you always start going, ah, 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 Dior and Eddie, I don't know if you notice, notice when he does that high-pitched laugh, like he's like, ah, 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 ah. Like, you have to, is that put on or is that a, like a real laugh? Like, like, let's just, I'll tell, tell you the joke, and then you, like, he, if he laughs, I want to see if he does his higher pitch. <laughs> hey, hey, Tom, what happens if a bird shits on your car? You don't ask her out again. <laughs> Pepsi Max soon. Thanks, boys. Oh, Neil, so. Um, Do you think you're going to get grilled about your life today? I didn't think I was going to get grilled about my laugh today. I, I can't say that it's uh, that it's put on. I'm now going to be thinking about it next time I do it, though. So I thank you for that. <laughs> um, bro, oh, I just laugh. I just laugh. I just giggle. Don't let Nilso get in your head, mate. Nah, you know what, though? Nilso got to do a lot more than that to get in my head, but... Don't let him rattle you. Laugh your own yeah. laugh. Yeah, I will. You know laugh what I mean? your laugh. Make your own kind of music. Sing your own special like song. Like speaking your truth. Yeah, exactly. Be your own. I laugh mean, we need life. some Christos Curios fucking self-help sort of shit. But I appreciate that, Neil, sir. I guess. He's been listening a lot. He's noticed my laugh. Is he? Was he saying it's changed? Yeah, I'm not sure they were saying it's changed or like, not. Uh, but are you trying out a new laugh? He's... Listen, I didn't want to fucking have to broach it this way, but I'm often trying out new laughs, new giggles, things, just to test the waters. Just to see how they'll be received. See how they, see how they were, and unfortunately now I've been found out by Neil, so I'm going to have to retreat back into my shell a little bit laugh-wise, and then we'll see where we go from there. Go back to what's tried and tested, what you've got through before. Go back to just what you know, which is like completing your sets from a laughs standpoint. Look to throw the nut around from a laugh standpoint a little later on in the piece. Maybe a little later. Just complete your set. Complete early. Yep. Kick to the corners. Kick to the corners. Full and position, then try out some laughs. Position. And if you, well, if you need to, yeah. you might be able to grind them into the dirt just on your tried and tested laughs. Yeah. But if you need to go to another level, you know, get some points. Yeah. Chase points even. Chase points. You might need to start debuting more laughs. Yeah. But 
You've just knocked it on. <laughs> <laughs> that was an original. That laugh there. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Let's move on. Good drill. G'day, Tom, Eddie, and Dior. It's uh, having a piss right now. Fell off my BMX bike yesterday. Dribbler here of uh, about mm. to have a death or bath fame. Um, I just wanted to know your opinion on a little fucking thing that happened last week. Uh, I met all my girlfriend's fucking friends, and I got a bit fucking bounced, if I'm being honest. Don't remember any of their faces. Don't remember any of their names. And she keeps bringing them up. How long should I keep this illusion up that I know them all? Um, Penner forever. Melbourne, Melbourne never. Fuck you, Dior, you little gronk. Cheers. I always forget my missus' mate's names. Like, there are some that I've known. I've been, me and Steph have been together for a long time, so I obviously know plenty of them by now. But there are, when she gets new ones, I forget them. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm pretty good with the names generally. But if you don't know them, bruh, whip the old phone out, Instagram, Facebook... They all fucking tag each other. Piece of piss. It's a good point. If you're under the pump, if yeah. you feel like you need to be delivering a little bit more, you've got you've literally got a resource there that can't be wrong. Yeah. Because it's right. Exactly. Well, you just see their face. But also, like, just tell you don't know. Sorry, I forgot their name. I was shit-faced. Yeah. Being a fucking... Been the life of the party. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry I was the life of the party and I had a couple. We all had a fucking great time. It reminded me when he was saying that of one time when... Um, I had a big boys lunch and then Steph's friend from work had like, she was a bit older, the friend. So like, you know, maybe she might've been 40 and the, and her husband was 40, forties. We were what, like 28. And Steph was like, don't get too fucking like fucked up at the boys lunch. Cause you got to come to this thing after with me. And I was like, this is such a ball ache. I want to fucking rip and tear. Anyway, I got hammered and I rolled into this thing so fucked up and I was like it was so, it's so embarrassing to like think back on but like I was just cooked and the whole it was like a sort of I don't know if it was like Arabian Nights themed but like all everyone's seating on the ground in the backyard and everyone's got like a bit of a touch of the fucking like dress on and everything and I was by the end of the night Steph explained to me like laying like laying on the ground at the table while everyone's there and like forgetting people's names you're like oh yeah like what's and like what so everyone's seated seated and you're laying on the ground well like everyone's sitting on the ground cross-legged and yeah. i'm like on my side and fucking like on my back and then like leaning back on my arms and just like but but steph was like yeah like the chick even made a comment about how fucking pissed you were and i was just like was steph off you she wasn't stoked about it she's brought it up again like before you know, but also like, don't ask me to come into that after a, what you know is going to be like. Don't set me up for failure. There's no way that was never going to happen. Yeah, it's a setup. It's a setup. I was set up anyway. That just reminded me of it because he sounded like he got cooked with his mate. Did you wake up with anxiety? A little bit, but also I didn't care. Like I wasn't a, I wasn't being rude to anyone. Like that would give you anxiety if you're being a prick, which I'm not. But you know, like. If I just got pissed and embarrassed myself, I'm like, I can, I can wear that. It doesn't it's not something I do regularly. Good for you, mate. Thanks, guys. On we go. So I'm Eddie Dior. Hope you boys are well. Also, welcome to baby Zoe. Just a quick question on the back of last week's potty, talking about people from the Redcliffe region um, dropping the Broncos and becoming Dolphins fans. 
Hypothetically speaking, if there was a new rugby league team from Barrel or Dubbo, let's call them the Barrel Blues or the Dubbo Devon, uh, would you drop the Sea Eagles and turn your coat? Uh, anyway, five nil ashes soon. Thanks, boys. No, I wouldn't. It's a tough one. No, I don't think so. Even for the Dubbo Devon? Well, I don't live there anymore. I don't even have to think about it. It's not a tough one for me. There's no way. I would never. I've but come too far, I think, to, to turn around. They're my team. That's what it is. Plus, like, maybe if Manly were playing like the Broncos right now, you might give them There's also a reality that I'd people a, in Redcliffe... I'd have, a, I'd have a very soft spot for them. Of course. But also the but people I in... wouldn't change. People in Redcliffe had a team their whole childhood. You could go for the Redcliffe Dolphins. The Redcliffe Dolphins have been a team that was in the Q Cup, one below the NRL the whole time. So it's a little bit different. But I, you know, good question, but there's just not a fucking chance. Do I see, like, could I exist without the Manly Seagulls in my life? No. Couldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. I'd have a second favourite team, and that'd be the Barrel Blues. Barrel Blacks played rugby. Is what it is. There you go. There you go. Good question, though. Good question. It's a fucking track. It's okay, Tom, if you need to hold someone's hand. Nah, man, I'm back. No, because I fucking love the song. That's the thing, right? When I was younger... Let's let this play out for a bit. This is not like a song you ever heard growing up, right? Like... But to be scared of Well, I was young. When did this song come out, Dave? Uh, 91. There you go. So, like, okay, is this just going to be trittier the whole time? It's like, done now. Yeah. So I love that some cunt's called up. Yeah, well, I mean, well, dude, someone's made an individual Instagram account called Eddie Simpson getting down to your favourite songs after you put up that video of you fucking winning on the weekend. So, like, <laughs> punters and dribblers are fucking undefeated. They've, st- they've set up a full Instagram account for that. Um, fan page. Fan page. The, that song is a song, like, it's a, it's a fucking classic, right? As a kid, I'd never heard any music like that before. Like, usually you're hearing very sort of uh, straight up and down musical arrangements, couple of guitars, lead singer, drums, blah, da da. Like that's sort of it. This was like indigenous singing, instruments, the dig. Like I'd never fucking a didgeridoo. If you've never heard it before, is like holy shit. Um, so yeah, it was fucking scary to a three year old. But this was, a, you know, my parents listened to this sort of music as well. But it was the first time I'd ever heard anything like it. Um, so it scared the fuck out of me. I used to be like, I used to think they were saying Humphrey as well. Treaty, and they go, Humphrey. And I used to love Humphrey B. Bear, so I was like conflicted. I was like, I love this song. They're saying Humphrey, I think. Uh, anyway. On we go. <laughs> I've given that a lot of fun. G'day, Tom, Eddie, Dior, Gilbert Dribble here. And um, you can take this as a statement if you want, but the Wallabies will not lose another game of rugby for the rest of the year. All right, peace. Are they playing anymore? Oh, they got well, the spring tour. What, what they're going to do the Grand Slam? I don't Come on. Mate. Come on. Are we playing all the home nations, Dave? I'm just getting it up here. 
We've got Scotland, England, and Wales. So the Grand Slam not on offer. No. I would be fucking shocked. Put so it that way. I'd, I'd be. That I'd be could probably do a job. I'd be shocked. Eddie Jones hasn't lost to Australia as England coach. He's also got a couple of Australian players there. Some turncoats. Michael Liner's son being one of them. And then some other guy who was like... Michael Liner have won the World Cup in... Captained the World Cup. In 91 fame. Yeah, and his son, who's a dirty turncoat. How does, fuck, that, how does that fucking... As, like, as Michael must be devastated. What's his son's name? Dior Dave Liner? Uh, I get there's it. Louis, get it? There's Louis... Rhetoric. Yeah, yeah. Louis Thomas or Niccolo. Louis Liner? Like... Louis Liner, your old man, has won the World Cup for the Wallabies and he lifted the trophy. And now, 20-odd, 25 years later, however fucking long it's been, you have the audacity to turn your back on your... On your, on your nation, on your, on your nation, father's nation. On a World Cup winner's nation and play for the Poms? He was the, the head of the country and now you're going and playing for the fucking stinky Poms, Louis Liner? Fuck you, dude. With the greatest respect, obviously. I don't know. Louie, that's pretty ordinary, That's mate. pretty rogue. That's really rogue. That's stuff. rogue. That's rogue traders. That's Nat Bassing. You know what? Oh, you know what? If Louie Liner plays, I think the Wallabies win. Yep, same. Now I'm starting to think we can win three in a row. Yep. I think we do. I think we do. I think we do. There's fucking oh, bad turncoat energy There's, in there. Yeah, and it needs to be fucking squashed out of those POM losers. Yep. Yep, I'm on board. I'm on board, 100%. Louis Liner. Three wins on the chop, baby. Chalk it up. You. Hey, boys. It's the uh, Tamora Dribbler here. Um, I just wanted to bring up something that would definitely interest the both of you. Uh, you call it the Punters and Dribblers podcast, but the act of dribbling itself is quite literally having spit run out of your mouth. But the word drivel with a V, as per the Oxford Dictionary, is the actual the actual definition for talking nonsense. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that and just see if you would possibly change the name of the podcast to punters and drivelers with a V there. Just let me know. The, the podcast not called Punters and Dribblers. I think we need to just get that out of the way early. It's called Hello Sport. Um, and and think about this, Punters and Dribblers. Mm. Did that bloke sound like he had fucking spit poured out of his mouth as he said that? Because he fucking did from where I'm sitting. <laughs> that sounded he didn't like sound like a dribbler at no, all. He sounded like a dribbler. That bloke it sounded like a man that was dribbling. He needed a bib. That he needed bloke. a bib. And I don't think he understands. He thinks we're talking about. Whatever the fuck, driveling, dribbling, that was dribble. Yeah. Punters and dribblers are the audience. Are you at home? Are me and Eddie. And he was a dribbler. He was a dribbler. Who needed a bib yeah. and certainly needed a bucket. Bucket. Who needed to mop that, mop that shit up. Shamwow. Under the chin. <laughs> Viva wipes. Extra adhesive. No, nah, Shamwow. Shamwow, I get the job. Well, I think you need it all. But... The, the, that was an ironic dribble. It was so ironic. That was ironic. He's looking at champion dribble as if we're going to go, oh, fuck, you're absolutely right. 
not understanding what dribbler actually means. And the fact that he is fulfilling the prophecy of a dribbler whilst trying to denounce it. That's a great dribble. That's a great dribble. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so no, we won't be changing anything. But the podcast is called Hello Sport anyway, and the page punters and dribblers page. Nothing's changing though. That's no. He just shored. He just shored it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, we're actually just locking it in forever. That's that was shoring it up. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Hey boys, sweaty armpit dribbler here. Um, recently engaged, planning a wedding. Just want to hear what your thoughts are on what a good wedding should be. Couple of thoughts: margaritas on arrival for all the guests, and photos before the wedding. Love to hear what you guys think. And Tom, congratulations on the newborn. Love Zoe. See ya. Thank you. Bobos? I think he said photos, but I also heard Bobos. As in, like, do you get photos? When do you get photos on the wedding day? All that sort of shit. You and I are a bit of a tale of two weddings. Um, Mine, obviously, a bit more uh, COVID-related. But I just kept it very simple. So, I mean, it depends what you want. I just went to a registry and then fucking, like, no one came. You weren't even there. No, it wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, you know what? Uh, keep it simple. That doesn't mean keep it small, but keep it simple. People just want to be able to go and dance and piss on and have a good time. Keep speeches short. Yeah, I would say that. Don't let people fucking waffle on. Like, have yeah, a good put, speech, have a go. Put people on like five minutes, yeah. six minutes, seven minute time limits. If you go fucking... if you go there and you've got fucking... Five, six speeches, they're going 15 minutes each. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's just like the whole thing, it's the whole day becomes a TED talk. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't want that. Yeah. Make sure your guests are fucking well lubricated. That's Keep what the I piss would say. flowing. Keep it flowing. If you've got pockets that can afford it, open bar, baby. Yeah. Drink whatever the fuck you want. You want cocktails? Rip and tear, son. Sometimes you get a bit over wine. Sometimes you get over beer. But that's up to you. That's a you decision. Yes. But I'm saying if you're talking about the perfect wedding, got to be open bar. Open bar. Perfect wedding. We're talking perfect wedding. Short speeches, open bar, rip and tear. Yep. Hey, Tom, hey, Eddie. If you can. Hmm? If you can. You don't have to do this. What? Destination weddings. Where, like, it becomes the beauty of, like, going somewhere for a wedding. Obviously, again, if you can, perfect wedding. We went to, uh, for Rugby World Cup Hero Sam Carter's went to this fucking place in the country and you've got like a captive audience for a few days. So it's like everyone gets there. They have a fucking lovely time the day before everyone gets into their work. Then the next day is the wedding and everyone's having a fucking belter. And then the next day is the recovery. It's not like, Oh, I've got to go home or I've got this fucking appointment. It's like, you've got a captive audience of everyone just wanting to party. So if you can get it destination out of the city, or even overseas. I've been to a couple in Europe when I was in my late 20s that were fucking fantastic. That's also a positive. Another preference for me personally, keep it out of the church. I'm also with you there. And that's no disrespect to church weddings. I just find sometimes the ministers can make it about, make them. It about them. Yeah. And 
oh, hang on, I've been here for an hour and a half, and he's talking about himself still. Yeah, and I and and, and I've checked out. I haven't I haven't taken. No one's got anything out of this. I've been yawning for twenty minutes, yeah. and I don't want to be seen to be yawning, but I can't help it. But because you know, this is uh, this has just become a a Christ diatribe. Again, that's personal preference. Yes, you do you, and perish the blow. On we go. Hey Tom, hey Eddie, Pittsburgh Dribbler here, boys. How much do you reckon Paul Kelly's missed yet on money-wise from not creating his own gravy? Billions. Gravy-wise, respect. Cheers, boys. Be you soon. I'd take it a step further, Tom. I think that Paul Kelly could have been the world's first trillionaire. <laughs> I'm happy to go with trillionaire. I don't think it's if far. If you have off. an exclusive monopoly on gravy, the world over. Yeah. You'd be a trillionaire. You're a trillionaire. And a song built in to it. Who's going to make the gravy? Paul Kelly is. Here it is. I made it already. I made it for you. That's the ad. Yeah. Who's going to make the gravy? Oh, wait. I did. Now, what? whoops, I did. I did. Here it is. Paul Kelly's gravy. Yeah. I'm on the front. Yeah. PK's. PK's gravy. But now, it's up to me and Eddie to do it. Schnitty lube. <laughs> Coming to a fucking Woolies near you. Yeah. Shout out to Slacky. Slacky on Instagram, who made the Schnitty Lube logo. It's fantastic. There are people that have wanting to collaborate. Yeah. They're reaching out. Yeah. I would say this, send samples. Send your gravy samples. We'll work out whether we want to partner with you because the gravy's got to be up here. It's got to be up here. Yeah, it's got to be fucking up here. If I'm putting my name to something, if I'm putting my name to a Schnitty Lube, Tom, yeah. it needs to be world-class. World-class Schnitty Lube. Like Nobel Peace Prize winning Peace Prize Peace Prize, just had a stroke. Nobel <laughs> Peace Prize winning Schnitty Lube. If you created a Schnitty Lube, so glorious, so majestic, so wondrous that it it literally defied belief. World peace. You would win the Nobel Prize for world peace. Yeah. You could stop wars. Imagine, imagine, as, imagine that as like a a peace offering. Gravy. Can heal the world. <laughs> That's another quote, Tal. <laughs> Gravy can heal the world. <laughs> what are our quote, Tiles? Gravy can heal the world, Tom. And then what was your one? I um, can't remember. Some about birds, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Some. No, veneers. <laughs> veneers yeah. Sound like they look. <laughs> or look how they sound. Okay, there you go. They're our quote tiles of the week. Um, <laughs> something about birds. That could be another quote tile. <laughs> uh, let's move on. <laughs> G'day. It's the big nose dribbler here. The, the, the question that we ask to you boys, the messiahs, the messiahs of dribble and yarn, is we want to know what is the, what's the favourite, favourite stretch? What is the favourite stretch? Is it a hamstring stretch? Is it a calf stretch? Is it a quad stretch? I need to know. I've just run 21 and a half. I need to know what the red line is. <laughs> Can I show you my... It's not something I think about. Yeah. What's my favourite stretch? Mm. 
but what's my go-to? Yeah. Which I think is also in some Your way favorite. saying it's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I'll show you. Yeah, show it to me. It's like a bit of... Um, I feel like it's a bit of sort of uh, groin. Groin, yeah, yeah. Into hammy. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 100%. I like that one. Yeah. You get a bit of the so tightness in the groin out. I'm yeah. activating here and I'm activating here because you need the groin good and then I'm just, and then I bang and I lean into it. And then I might even just show a little like... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, straight down. And then, and then that gets the lower back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then obviously... We oh, well, you tried and tested quad stretch. Yeah. Arm on the head. If you don't have the arm on the head for the quad stretch, then it doesn't actually work. It doesn't, no. It's not, it's no, it's doing absolutely nothing. Mine, I like both of those. They're strong. I've also got one more to add to it because it has healing properties for the lower back because it's all about glutes and shit in this game. And that's just... Now, you can do this laying down or standing up, punters and dribblers, if you're watching on YouTube. There? Yep. Like that. If you're, if you're doing that lying down, that's called pigeon pose in yoga. There you go. Pigeon pose. You can lie down. And then if you're doing it laying down, punish dribblers, this is where it's knee across here. You can grab this leg and you pull it into you just to accentuate the stretch even more. Mm. But, I mean, there's a lot of tried and tested. Depends what you've done, really, because I know you just ran, so some things will be sore than others. But, like, it wouldn't make sense necessarily to, like, you know, stretch your fucking wrists if you've just gone for a run. So it's all about context, Eddie, knowing what's sore, knowing what needs to be stretched. Dead right, man. Fucking nailed it. Great dribble. Note down, Dave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the cut for that bit. Yep. yep. Eddie, Tom. Tom, Eddie. Dior, Dave, you fucking turncoat lesbian. Getting it today. This is White Dog Chiropractic, a.k.a. Bit of Woo Woo. Just got a quick yarn for you, boys. I was at the great Rag and Famish a.k.a. the Shag and Famish, one of the great, great northern northern Sydney establishments. Sitting there with the boys, did Mac on little sister's best mate, but that's another yarn for you, boys. Have you done that? That's a side note. I was sitting there, and I did a little bit of a fucking little U-turn, looked at the bar, and I saw the Hello Sports bloke in the bar shirt. And I go, this is a dribbler I need to get around. Walked up to him and go, Come on! And he looked at me and said, are you okay? And I said, cunt, if you're going to wear the Hello Sports memorabilia, get around the fucking P's and D's. Number one. That is the number one rule of P's and D's. Number two. Boys, just a little quick dribble. Question. Have you been out to an establishment and embarrassed yourself in front of someone that's random? Let me know your thoughts. P's and D's forever, manly 13 plus, bit of woo-woo, never. I'm surprised he, didn't, he wasn't more uh, reactive to the come on. Yeah, I thought receptive you should have got to come on back. Maybe in terms of the union of HSP and bloke, he could be coming from the bloke side of the, the pond there where he hasn't maybe been illuminated to. Like he only knows us from the Dirty Merger podcast of bloke and HSP. Well, I don't know if we did come-ons on bloke. That's what I'm saying. So the guy in the beer soon shirt maybe not aware of the come-on. Which, if I mean... If that's the case, I feel sorry for yeah, him. Yeah, same. I He's, would also say that maybe in, in, a, in a, like a, 
an ambient room. Is that the right word? Like it's quite loud. There's a lot of sounds going on. He can't see if you're coming from behind. Maybe he was just, he thought you were just fucking screaming at him. Yeah. Maybe he just thought As you were a fucking dribbler. You barrel him in the eyes and you fucking come on him. him. Yeah. We don't know the context around how the come on was like delivered. If I, I'd be, sh- put it this way, I'd be shocked and appalled if you barreled a bloke and fucking <laughs> gave him one. And he didn't give you one back. Yeah. I would be shocked. Yeah. That'd be shocking. Irrespective of whether you know our work or not, anyone who's come on should be just straight back. Come on. Bang. And on and on it yeah, goes. Yeah, and on it goes. <laughs> so that guy, yeah, look, I'm sure he's regretting it. He'd be regretting it. He'd be, th- he'd be waking up going, fuck. He'd be, he'd be regretting it. I should have come on that guy. Should have come on that guy. I didn't come on him. Now I look like an idiot. <laughs> now I've got to live with that for the yeah. rest of my life. Yeah. Li- now he's living with regret. Well, I mean, it, or he's spending the rest of his days trying to seek this guy out to just go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. wrongs? To ride on. Oi, 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 oi. Oi. Come on. Come on. Now. I got no idea about the, the second bit where it's like, have you embarrassed yourself publicly? Yeah, sure. of course. I'm sure, sure I have. Yeah. I don't know when. I don't know when or what, but yeah. I'm sure I have. It hasn't come to mind directly. Did I fall over or something? Mm. Something happened. Something. <laughs> Insert story here. Yeah. Hope that helps. Off we go. Um, so this next one, he's called up with six dribbles. But only one of them is kind of worth it. Well, play that one. Yeah. Six is a lot. Mm. Yeah, Tom, Eddie, <laughs> D or Dave. Um, I'm live here with uh, the big booty bulldog as he's currently got his head inside the toilet bowl. We've got his, uh, we've got his missus as well. I'd just like to get a word from each of each of you. Big booty bulldog, how are you feeling? <laughs> Big pretty bulldogs, misses. Uh, how you feeling? <laughs> no comment. All right, it's probably a terrible dribble, but uh, fuck you, deal. Let's <laughs> get it today. He's coughing yeah. it up. Jeremy, fucking done. Anyway, take care. Be soon. Um, Big Britty Bulldog having a tough time. (laughs) Shout out to Big Britty Bulldog having his mate jam a phone in his face of the dribbler hotline while you're fucking having a boot. Not fun. No, I don't think that would be fun. But it's funny for me. It's funny for us. Did Did you see the video of our friends from Saturday night? I couldn't work that out. I thought they were... Was that staged? No. It wasn't? No, that was not staged. Why are they in the car? So, friends of ours, we won't name. I also thought it was old. I couldn't work no, it out. No, they were at a house. Not even a house party makes sense. They were at like a, a lunch at a friend's house. Like friends had purchased a house and they were just like having people over or something. Celebrate for lunch. Big day. A lot of drinks. They went to the pub. Three of them went to go and sit in a car and have a vegan cigarette. And the boys are at the pub are like, and the girls and the wives and girlfriends, that sort of shit, they were like, um, oh, we're back in five. We're just going to have a vegan ciggy. We'll see you back. And they just never came back. And the guy's like, where the fuck are they? And then the video is them happening across them all in the car, fucking passed out, like greened out in the car. One of them laying on the side of the footpath next to the car, 
And then the rest, that, it looks like a, uh, Simi, it looked like a like Simi P in the chat group said it looks like a cartel shooting. Because like, <laughs> <laughs> like one of the boys was sitting in the driver's seat. Again, not driving. They were just in the car, dude. But one like, like slumped over in the front. <laughs> and then the two in the back slumped over on each other. And then the fourth laying on the side of the fucking street, like on the footpath. <laughs> I was like, I saw the video, I'm like, I thought it was like a failed, I thought it was like one of those, like a, a brown cardigan video of like, you know, some fucking junkies trying to steal a car, but they're just being too high to do it. And I was like, oh no, this is just the boys. I actually thought it was staged because mm. it's too ridiculous. Yeah. All to pass out. I know, what I the, know. What are the chances of that? <laughs> all of them passing out in the car. They'd been on it all day, but like. The bloke on the fucking ground has a, he's got history. He's got ground history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does have ground history. He's got footpath history. Yeah, yeah, he does. Oh fuck yeah. Anyway, that was a bizarre video to see. Shout out to them all. Alright, we've got two more. Yeah, sorry about the turn. Tom, Eddie, David, Melbourne back Stribbler here. Just uh just after your rankings of uh, drinking venues, like what's your sort of top five? Like Bolo, for me, number one. BYO Dumplings is up there as well. Classic suburban pub is also there. But like, what's your top five? I knew nine New South Wales, probably RSL right up there. Don't have that much in Melbourne. But just keen for your thoughts. Uh, five new lashes soon. England fucking never. Yeah, same boys. Why don't Victoria have RSLs? I was thinking that just then. As he said, I'm like, why is that? Return servicemen's league. That's such that a it? Victorian thing not to have. Have they got clubs down there instead? Do they have clubs? I don't know. I mean... I, I would say this. It's got to be about the vibe. Yeah. Anywhere can be good. The vibe of the joint needs to be good. A diggers is great, an RSL is great, a bolo is great, a suburban pub is great. It's all about vibe. Some pubs obviously better than others. A good beer garden's nice. It is. Well, it's great. It's great. There's plenty of sun. Plenty of good vibes. Plenty of sun, plenty of seating. Not too big, not too big a line, not too fucking crowded. You know, you like you get it. The older that you get, the less crowded you want it. Yes. I would say that. Yes. Also, like the less single you are the less you care about, the, like the less crowd you want. It's like when you're single, I went to the Sheaf on Saturday Arvo with Steffi. She's had nine months without anything. I've had three months without a schooner. So we were like, let's go just have a beer at the pub. And it was just funny being in there and seeing like young, not even young dudes necessarily, but just like groups of single people all just getting hotted up for the pub and like their horny fucking single energy around there. And I was like, yeah, I don't have that energy anymore. That's gone. That's left me. Yeah, testosterone levels have Testosterone increased. levels. Well, let's hope they're just flatlined. I hope yeah. they haven't gone down, but they certainly haven't gone up. Well, they've gone down from where they were. One could argue. You could argue that. You could argue that. Tell me what else I enjoy. A golf club. Oh, yeah. A golf club. Like Braidwood Golf Club, for example, is so fucking dribbly. It I is. don't know it. There was like, the in, did I tell you this story on the podcast? Can't I remember. We went the down there for a wedding is. during the year and there's like, there's like a legend there who must have been an old truckie 
And he's got like his like old bumper bar sort of thing up in the sort of tab area mm. of the of the club, and it says, "Ain't no road too rough, ain't no ain't no muff too tough." Oh my god! Hanging in the bar, he's he's won like. Does the, he own the bar? No, I just think he's a legend there. He's won like the last fifteen freshwater fucking fishing comps. He's won a couple of salts. Okay, you know I mean? right, like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's fucking, he's, he's club president, he's done it all in there. So it's like, but he's sort of building this thing as a shrine to, unto himself a little bit. Well, but he, but he's, his performances have dictated that. Yeah, yeah, he's earned the right to. He's earned the right. Yeah. But it's dribbly. It's, dr- it's great. There's a tab in there. It's fucking got big pool table, snooky yeah. table. Like you can have, That's you can spend a weekend in there. You could roll out a swag in the corner. You'd spend a week in there easily. Comfortably. I love that. I also love the like no nonsense, bare bones country pub. So again, Rugby World Cup hero, Sam Carter. We would go to his place on New Year's back in the day, a couple of years ago even. But there's, I think it's called the Spring Ridge Pub. Shout out to it. And it is just two rooms, basically. It's like the, the bar which is like the front bar, fucking couple of stools up against the bar, and then just next to it is a pool table and a fucking music box, whatever they're called. Jukebox. Jukebox. And it's just <coughs> nothing. There's tables outside, but it's too fucking hot to sit outside. You've got to be inside with the aircon, and it's just you go in there, you get fucking hot meat pies, and you load up on schooners, and you just play pool and pick songs. It's just like this is heaven. This is all I need on a hot fucking Spring Ridge day. I'm getting very horny for it. Um, there are over 200 RSLs in Victoria, so I don't know what the like thing about states there is. Yeah, okay. Mm. This guy anyway. just doesn't know his RSLs. Yeah. Odd. Mm. All right, last one. Uh, greetings, Tom, Eddie, Dave. Long-time listener, first-time caller. It's the cow soy dribbler here. I've uh, just uh, been reminded of a little yarn with your uh, bit of a bit of a poo talk this week. Uh, yes. um, about about ten years ago, I moved from my humble town in Queensland to attend Australian Ballet School in Melbourne. Uh, I soon realised it wasn't ex- maybe as disciplined as one would have thought. One in one of my first months there, uh, we would finish for the day, and someone had left. Quite what can only be described as quite a large log on the actual toilet seat. Essentially, someone's just laid this huge fucking cable. You know, the Mexican cleaners come in very understandably upset. She was distressed. Big, big, big deal was made of it, all right? So the next day, we had this monstrous, monstrous meeting. They called every class in. We all had to sit in a room. It was like someone had died. The, the director of the school comes in. She's She's got tears in her eyes. She's saying she's so disgusted. She's never seen anything like this. It was pretty bad, but it was pretty funny. I was looking back and I was like, Jesus Christ, they really made a big deal out of this thing. Everyone thought it was just one kid. They're having all these anonymous tips, but they couldn't really prove anything. So it just kind of went on. Years later, maybe seven or eight years later, I found out that it was actually uh, it was actually the school captain at the time that had shit on this toilet seat, and um, yeah, that's uh, that started my uh, that started my ballet career. But anyway, love the work, boys. Uh, 
Chad Townsend delivering, hopefully, premierships to the mighty Cowboys and uh, shitting in the bowl never. All right, love you, bye. Interesting. That, again, reminds me very much of the burner phone, the fire, you know, like you, you being the creator of the havoc that then you have to sort of like try and fix the school captain tut-tutting it, whoever's shit on the toilet seat, but he knows he did it. It's fucking evil genius stuff. Yep. I, the whole time when he was telling that story, all I could think about was your stomper, mate. Oh, yeah, the dude at, in the boarding house. Mm. I think his name was Mario, or at least he was the one that was finger-pointed, pooing in the shower and stomping it through the, uh, <laughs> the drain, which is disgusting. And, and you yeah. wonder why the pipes aren't clean. Well, exactly, right? And didn't, was, it, it was, was that like a daily thing? No, he just got somewhat... He oh, didn't, when the mood struck. No, look... Again, he wasn't a mate. He was a guy in the boarding house, but he didn't stomp it well. Oh, he left some. Well, that's how he got caught. Surely you've got to clean up your crime. Yeah, but the stink would be fucking overwhelming. Again, dude, I don't understand All those was like next week. Well, he got caught, dude. It was showers. Showers. All yeah, next but then next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can see underneath. Yeah, you can. So I don't know if someone saw him. I don't think someone saw him. So he just pooed and left it. Or at least he was accused of it. Someone pooed and left it. Mario, uh, he copped it. I don't know if anyone ever got caught or if Mario just got accused of it, but listen, shower stomping is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to have stomper in your blood. Now, it's got to be who you are. Yeah, yeah, and there's not many. Like, there's you're a sick many. fuck. It's like burner accounts, firebugs, shower stompers. Yeah. They're the three. Yeah, they're, they're, they're one into themselves. Yes, really. exactly. Yeah, they're all like, they yeah. probably all do the same you know, and if you're a firebug, you're a burner account, you're a shower. They're interchangeable. But you probably do all of them. Yes. You know what I mean? They say, like, if you have asthma, you might get psoriasis, you might get eczema. It's like they're all autoimmune, bunched yep. together. Yep. If you're a fucking have burner accounts, you probably poo in showers and you might start fires and be a fireman just to put them out. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, glad we got there with that. Was he a ballet? Did he, is that what he was saying? You went to ballet school? Yep. That I might be our did. first official ballet dribbler, which is nice. Love to hear it. Love to hear Always it. Always good to tick that off. Yeah, love ticking it off. Love to tick it off. It's incredible stuff. Mm. Incredible work. Mm. Congratulations to you. Mm -hmm. Hell of a show. Yep. Dior, you've done well this week. Done well, Dave. Thanks, mate. I don't know why you copped so much shit. But no, you <laughs> copped a bit there. One of those weeks. Just one of those weeks. You never know when you're going to get them. One of those weeks. Don't let it get you down, bro. No. Uh, about even Wednesday, podcast number two. Or about even actually might come out Thursday. Just for this week. Um, but it's available on YouTube and it's also available on podcast form. It's also just been named in the newspaper today we saw as one of the top ten new podcasts in the country. That's no bullshit. It's also not surprising. <laughs> Uh, thanks for our sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you, uh, talk to you Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>